Previously on the pod called Quest. Did something from inside the mines attack everyone here? Mm, it shakes its head. Did you all die from radiation? The skeleton just looks slack-jawed at you and doesn't move. I don't think it knows what it is. Were you hiding from a creature? And its head slowly moves back and forth. I think it was people. Like It was like an army. So I asked, were you under attack by an army? It nods. Was it the same army that attacked the city of Falcon? You guys watch as the skeleton slowly nods its head. Who are you? We are... Uh, you said you know the McKines. Yes, he's the one that sent me. Commissar Zora McKine died like the rest of our people. He had a son. If what you say is true, you know the McKines. Maybe we could talk. If you open up. You think if we could open the doors, we'd still be here? What can I do to convince you? There's only one way to power the seal doors, get them open. A heart spark. It's a little device that runs most of the place. There's a wide open workshop. And currently standing in the center of it is a tall metallic humanoid. Its chest angled down towards the ground in some kind of deactivated fashion. And he watches in the chest of it is a faint, pulsing red heart spark. And as you all step into the room, he watches the chest of this thing ratchets upward. There we go. everybody welcome to episode 68 of the pod called quest as always i am your friendly neighborhood game master josh and i'm stephanie we're one away from fun and i'm shane and i'm foz i'm laura i'm david and i didn't understand shane's reference next episode's episode 69 bro nice yeah nice nice Nice. Yeah, that'll be it. I have some fun shit planned for 69. Huh? Really? Nice. Is there sex no. in it? Oh, oh. Dude. oh <laughs> You say <laughs> there's sex in it? Well, how old are you? Jeez. Anyways, how's everybody doing? Good. Chill. So good, Pretty man. Pretty good. You know, just, yes. just the normal We're alive. stuff. We're thriving. It's just like the good stuff. Mm. Yeah, this is this is that excitement I was talking about. Loving the energy, guys. <laughs> I'll, I'll, Loving the energy. I'll go. Yeah. <laughs> go, Shane, go. Yes, your turn, Mr. Mr. Sinner. Your Ooh. turn, please. Pumped. Please, please go get please go get a uh a nap carpet and sit in the circle, please. I yes. had a great day. Yeah. Oh, really? I did. Woke up at wow. noon. Fuck yeah. Ate fucking what's that cereal that has just cookies? Cookie Crisp. <gasps> Cookie Crisp. I ate the store brand version of that. <laughs> nice. Had two bowls of it. It was great. Hell Delicious. Yeah. Oh, I went for the second bowl and everything. Yeah, dude. Mm. You gotta. What kind? Hold on. What kind of milk? Uh, I I've been on an almond milk kick lately. Same. Okay. Same. Yeah. Okay. I've never done cereal Same. in a milk alternative. Although I don't really like milk by itself, anyways. So I've been doing almond milk. I don't drink milk. Um, but what then, did you smoke before you ate those bowls? I I made the mistake of smoking after, so I immediately started <laughs> smoking with Katie, and then we watched like four episodes of Stranger Things, and then yes. we walked to the corner store, picked up beer, and ordered a pizza. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <That's amazing. laughs> that was the best day. What a day! That sounds tight. 
I had to get my cry in before we recorded. They came what? out with a new Love on the Spectrum. Oh my god! Uh, oh, I've seen that on Netflix. It. Oh, I love that show. It's the it's a U.S. Love on the Spectrum. I just started watching it. It's oh. so fucking good. What is it normally? It's not in the U.S. I think it was it's Australia. Australia. Yeah. Okay. It's Australia same. was fucking brilliant. Yeah, it's the same people. It's the uh, Australian producers. Yeah, but they they come to the U.S. and Did you it read? is so good. And I cried, dude. It, it's such a feel good show. If we'll have, we'll have to watch that because I want to be honest. The the newest season of Queer Eye was like pretty mid. I mean, oh, this I haven't seen it. Pretty mid. I still cried. It was still like good. I mean, it's good, but it's pretty mid. This pretty like mid. this makes Queer Eye look like uh, Frasier. Wow! <laughs> wow! Weird! Oh my wow. god! Wait, that's, what? That's Frasier? What, that's what you what? pulled out? Yeah, okay. dude, Frasier's right. great. What the fuck was that? <laughs> I don't like Frasier. <laughs> Frasier's pretty good. Felix is like, wait a minute, Frasier's great. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> oh I mean, Frasier Crane is like kind of everything I hate about the world, but that's fine. But they got good jokes. I'm sorry, man. It's uh, The cast is too white. I mean, sure, it's in fucking Seattle. I hate it. Anyways, that sounds cool, Foss. Yeah, we've been watching Stranger Things as it's well. It's very good. Um, we'll have to add uh, Love on the Spectrum to the list if we want to do yeah, a good, a good like, feel-good show like that. It's like a good, like, wind down, go to bed, have sweet dreams show. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> nice. That sounds nice. Well, guys, it's been a minute it has. since we played it Prime. Has. We've been doing Rune Warden stuff, and we took yeah. some, a little bit of time off because, like, we we had too big of a backlog. And I mean, I did mention we we're recording this at the very tail end of May, and I don't even think this comes out till the start of July. Um, the way this is right now, um, yeah, we're my, trying to we're trying to unload some backlog right now. So my Google been, sheet here says last edit was on April twenty seventh. I was like, whoa, yeah, we, we, have, we haven't played in a month. We haven't played That's this crazy. game in a month. Yeah. It feels like wow. I haven't played it all in a month. Yeah. Well, yeah. we only had a couple sessions, and some of those went awry because of technical issues. Yeah. So um, uh, <laughs> we're making it work. Yeah, uh, it's fine. Everything will come out when it's supposed to eventually. Um, when it's supposed to eventually, I like that phrase. But <laughs> yes. yeah, it's but does anyone remember where we were at? This like how long it's been? I don't remember. I just re-listened through the um, the audio, or at least most of the audio of the last episode. Um, does anyone uh, remember? I remember. Stephanie remembers. She got them notes, right? I'm not even going to look at them. I'm playing Mean Bean Machine. God damn it. (laughs) Every time. God. Seriously, some, someday I'm just gonna go into that into the uh, <laughs> just the block all questions email and just block it. Oh, Custom man. code something in of like me go me doing the Wayne Newton from Jurassic Park. Wayne Newton, it's Wayne Knight. Jesus Christ, that's not the same man. Hold on, Wayne. Wayne Newton is the fucking Vegas like leathery skin singer guy. I meant Wayne Knight. I'm sorry. We, we we got it. It's Jesus fine. We got the joke. That's all that matters. Uh, it's the end of a, of a long 10 day vacation I took, guys. My brain is just. Yeah, Josh and I were on vacation, which is so nice. Hell yeah. What'd you do? That is nice. Yay. Nothing. That's fucking we great. Just, we just hung out a lot together. We like went out to breakfast. We went to the movies. We just did lots of fun yeah. stuff. We saw Doctor Strange. I thought it was solid and it was campy and fucking fun. Good. Nice. It did not blow my socks off in like how Marvel movies yeah. can sometimes. I thought but it, was it was like fun. Not the best Laura, movie I've ever seen. Laura but... does not like camp, period. I don't like camp that much. It was. It doesn't um, land for me a lot of the time. Anyways, back to after that tangent, back to uh, Steph. You you want to you want to remind us where we were at? I mean, I could do it. But... No. Oh, OK. So we were walking <laughs> around the nice little city and it was all abandoned <laughs> and we were slowly dying. When, when, you ask a kid, when you, your kid comes home from school, you ask him how their day was. 
Just go, <laughs> see, just go back to your notes. Just pause the beans. Hey, 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 Steffi, how was your day at school? <laughs> it was nice. We went to the place and it was all abandoned. And then teacher said, let me finish my recap. <laughs> She's in the middle of a recap, guys. <laughs> so we were in this place. Oh, God. <laughs> and we were slowly dying of radiation poisoning. Mm. Except it wasn't abandoned. There were people hiding behind a door. And it yes. was a guy from the locket And they were like get out of here And we were like we're here to help you And they're like get the fuck out of here Hold on hold on Let's back up a little bit Because yes. you're, you're talking about You're talking about something that we talked That you guys talked about after the session After the recording was oh, off no. Oh yeah, You yeah, said yeah. something about the locket Listeners yes. probably didn't clue into that Y'all did, that came up after the session Oh that's, that's right. right that's right I'm so sorry I thought that was on the episode But you're right we talked about it afterwards where it clicked for us That the person that we were talking to This dwarf that was behind The door What was his name? Only we earlier uh further down to the mine we found a, a locket that had a picture of um a, a lady dwarf and a baby dwarf and th- it said that their name was Olney. Uh, so right, I have the exact <laughs> notes. That's that's something I have to refer to. One second. Yeah, I don't remember what the uh, the woman's name was, but it, it said like it had like a poem and it said like with love and then it said the lady's name, which I can't remember what her name is, and then said and little Olney. And was little Olney. Yeah, and he did say he said he's his name he's he's he said his name was Olney. He said he was he's the alderman, like the mm. like the town leader. Elder elderman can also be a translation. It's old English. Um, and he gave us some. Yeah, he asked for some... Percy's hand. Give me a hand. <laughs> the dwarf behind. I was the about door. to be like in marriage. Oh no, that's right. He just wanted his actual hand. Yeah, he uh, he took Percy's hand and uh, yes, filled you guys in that they need. Uh, Need a, they need a, a heart spark. Oh, Steph is raising her hand. Uh, yes, Stephanie. Yes, thank you, teacher. Uh, there was a portrait. It was a pocket watch where the gears were visible and we could see the mechanism. And it was a portrait of a dwarven woman and a child inside of the pocket watch. It said, the oldest delve knows not the depth with love. Irsa and little only. Aw, cute. So he's baby O. Baby O. Baby O. So the person we were speaking to, we spoke to one named Only, who didn't believe us at first and thought we were smugglers. And no, I thought you were thieves. Thieves. Yeah, thieves, thieves. Were, yeah raiders. Raiders. Which smugglers, kind raiders. Of it's kind of all the same <laughs> thing. Sm- smugglers, they, they deal in contraband. It's a little bit different, but sure. We're kind of raiders sure okay he's not totally so he asked us why nobody came for them and then that's when we explained that literally nobody really knows that this happened and then he stole percy's arm and confirmed that it was uh, he borrowed percy's he he asked (laughs) he asked for he asked and we gave borrowed and then i'm not gonna lie i never finished writing the notes for this but i do remember what happened he told you guys you need what, yeah. what they call a, it's a dwarven kurdazar, which is, which translates to heart spark. It's the little, uh, red gems you saw in these smaller constructs. Right. Um, he called them gearworks. It's like from Transformers. <laughs> yeah. Put the cube in my chest, Sam. Put the cube inside my chest. We made yes. that joke last episode, but it's been, a mo- keep, it's been a month for us. I'm so. going to keep talking about it. It's fine. But he said that the little ones won't actually power the doors because there's some kind of there was some kind of fault or um, busted mechanism to keep the to open the doors back up again. And he needs one of the big ones, which you need to get from one of the gearwork guardians. 
that they have. Yeah, there's a big, there's a big old robot guy we got to kill. There's a big boy, and so he asked if you can get that and show, you know, show that you're uh, a little bit trustworthy and you know have some abilities. Then, uh, then maybe we can get the doors open and, and you can talk. That's right. We get yeah. that. And I, I name dropped that. Zillion and uh, right. And they seem to know his father. Yeah, uh, they said that Zorin, he called him Commissar McHine. Yeah. So he seemed someone of importance. Fancy. They also gave you uh, some of this, like, plant that you can chew on, and it helps to alleviate oh, the yeah. effects of radiation poisoning. Ooh. I will tell you guys, it, it does only work for the first check against radiation poisoning you make in a day. So... Works for the first one. Oh. Yeah. It's not oh. constant. It's not a get out of jail free card. Come on. What do you get that? Good thing we prepared did we? for Josh's murder dungeon. <laughs> you did, I mean. Well, yeah, we did with all those remove radiations. Eventually. Um, I have to say a real quick thank you to. Let me find it real quick. Oh. Uh. Yeah, Steph, I found it. Thanks, um, it's from Trenton. Okay. It says, uh, so Trenton uh, said in the Discord, which is very funny. Um, there's a little inter- interaction we had here. Trenton said, Hi, Trenton. Uh, maybe this has been discussed before, but radiation is a poison effect, question mark? Isn't this easier to counter than they've made it out to be, question mark? Uh, in quotations, my knowledge of Pathfinder comes exclusively through podcasts and reading archives of Nethys, so be gentle, smiley face. Yeah, we'll be gentle. My response was, it is, in fact... A poison effect. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. To which I replied, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Trenton, yeah, why that... didn't you mention this one? I ran into you at the dog park. Yeah, what? Trenton. Yeah, Trenton. God damn it, Trenton. Okay. It's not your fault. Yeah, I mean, there's there's way more immediate ways to deal with poisons than you guys have made it out to be, but that's fine. That's uh, how the Pathfinder role-playing game well, goes. now we know, I guess. I mean, I'm not just going to tell you. I'm just going to come out and be like, yeah, here's the answer. Yeah. Boo. Does no, your teacher give you the answers for your tests? Yeah, they take do. Them? Technically, sort of, like, kind of. Can this be an open book test? You know, actually, I guess you 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 are right, Felix. That over the course of the year, they do give you the answers to the test. That <laughs> is true. All you have to do is pay attention. It's like a weird thing to think about. You ever think of that's like that's breaking my brain right now. The yeah, teacher does give you the answer. That's how school works. That's the reason for the test. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there are things when it comes to poison. I mean, it, it could have clued you guys in before that because the um, clean thistle, the item that you guys got, um, mentions that it functions as neutralized poison. So uh, um, how would that work um, if not for the fact that if, if it's a poison effect? What a joy. So I thought it was some homebrewed shit. The joy of radiation. No, I did modify. I will be honest. The, the radiation that should be happening should be worse. It should Whoa. be more deadly. I lowered it down because that's not fun. So the Pathfinder radiation is probably closer to real realistic. Wait, this radiation is fun for you? Kills you. Yes. Is this fun for you? Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. Kidding me, dog. I would. I would that's love this. Is, I would dude. love this shit if I was a PC. Yeah, man. <laughs> Solving the problems and stuff. What's actual radiation suffer? like? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, probably way worse than this, and very terrible. And horrible. I'm talking about in the game. Oh, in the game? Oh. <laughs> I was going to be like, have you ever watched Chernobyl? It's probably a decent representation as far as I know. I don't really know, though. Um, let's see. We have a lot of very uh, very intelligent, literal scientists in our Patreon, so one of them could probably tell us. So we'll just say this. So here are the uh, radiation levels. Um, so there's low, medium, high, severe. It ranges from a DC 13 to a DC 30. Um, what between low and severe but there's four different levels i'll just tell you the two extremes so you don't have to like i don't have to go through all this but low is one con drain and one strength damage 
like per day. It's like a weird thing how it works. I kind of modify it to make it more simple. And then severe is 4d6 Condrain and 2d6 strength. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Severe is like you die. <laughs> So, ah. so I mean, you guys haven't experienced anything that's severe. Mine currently is it's a it's a DC eighteen, and it's it's a D four of each of of conjuring. Okay, I had a feeling it was a D four. It's, it's intensified D4. by the once per hour now. You know what I mean? Like that's what makes it more severe. Yeah, it's more frequent. Yeah. Right. The effects I modified how the effects work. So mine is essentially it's kind of essentially medium, but I modified it a little bit. I had slightly higher save and stuff like that for you guys. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. It makes sense, though. I mean, it's fucking radiation. I'm sorry yeah. I keep saying fuck so much. I'm just... What? Fucking, what are you talking about? Fucking fuck, stuff. It's fuck. gotta be all that pizza you ate. This is a fucking family show, Shane. Yeah, exactly. I'm fucking sorry. <laughs> you know, I do get a little nervous sometimes. People say that, like, I listen to this with my kids, and I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, yeah. I know. Well, I will say this. Like, yeah, it makes me nervous. I know that uh, Evil Sean, his, that's literally his yeah. screen. No, I'm not saying this person is evil. Uh, evil Sean does listen to it with his kids. His, it's so much that his kids have made Legos of the yeah. of the PCs, which yeah. is so fucking cute. Shout out to, to Sean and his kids. Hi, yo, hi yo, guys. What's up, y'all? Hi, guys. What up? Hey, kids. Hi, if you're nice if your parents you. letting you listen to this right now, you're fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah exactly um but it's one of those things you know uh, we're gonna make our show and it's up to those people to they can do whatever they want and parent how parental discretion yeah yeah i'm For- sure there's some topics and i think sean has said this that he has to skip he has to pre-screen yeah. stuff probably well yeah i think he said he usually <laughs> listens first and then he kind of like decides what he wants them to hear yeah, like, there's probably really some things in the pre-show that we've talked about you know probably felix instigated that are not kid friendly <laughs> uh, at all blaming felix. potentially yeah <laughs> Yeah, potentially. Also, potentially, but yeah, like I mean, I cursed around my daughter forever, and she does not at all. And she used to reprimand me. She'd be like, "Dad," and I'd be like, "Come on, come on." No, I mean, honestly, it's just about what you teach your kids. Yeah, right? yeah, and I, I'm not gonna make any like you fucking figure it out. Like Keeping that. It, sorry, it also does matter what you teach your kids because they're gonna do whatever the fuck that's, they want. That's anyway. right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. so true. My mom learned that the hard way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say false too. <laughs> <laughs> like that little video I showed it to Josh where this mom went up to her little like five-year-old and she was like fuck bitch damn hell what are those she said bad words and can you say those words no who can say those words mommies and daddies <laughs> I'm like see this mom knows what she's doing she, she knows what's not, up. not adults who don't have children yeah. can't say those you're not allowed to swear I thought it was so cute that's, that's cute awesome. though that's yeah that's you teach your kids it's like it's, it's it makes sense but also, the kids are going to swear anyways. Uh, anyways. Exactly. Anyways, Evil Sean and anyone else out there who listens to this with your kids, you keep doing you. We don't care. We love that you listen, and we love... Uh, the Lego stuff is adorable, so we appreciate it. We love you guys. So yeah, anyways, um, after that, you guys ended up heading back towards the Gearworks. Oh, Foz, they also gave you a, a Gearsmith Master Tool as well. It's like this, oh, fa- this fancy little guy. Little, uh, little like, fancy, like, Swiss Army Knife screwdriver fancy guy. You don't remember that at all? It happens. Oh, I remember. It happens. That. Yeah, yeah Shane remembers. They slid it through the door. Yeah, and when you went back to the oh. gearworks, you found a second one. Yeah, we Dwarven found them on a corpse tool set. Maybe it's called a. It's called a master tool. Is what it is. It's a gear smith. Oh, that master might be tool. what that is then. Okay. Can you remember that at all? Oh, oh yeah, and they're used to put in the door. He mm-hmm. used to open yeah, the door. Yeah, they're yeah, also yeah. used to disarm the gearwork like constructs Correct. before they explode. You got to um, use. Uh, and I did tell you, right. you have to be next to the big gearwork guardian when it dies in order to do it. And you Ooh. can't even use those things if you don't know if you don't have any ranks. In, that was a garbage sentence. I'm going to start that over. <laughs> 
And you can't even use it if you don't have any ranks in uh, knowledge engineering. Correct. So not even like any of us could yeah. take it off your hands. Your That's only fine. hope. Help yeah. us, Obi-Wan yeah. Kenobi. Cool. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Don't die. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It all, I will say it also requires a check, too. So it's not <laughs> like you just are standing next to it and then it's free. So we'll see how this goes. You will try to get these dwarves out of here. Well, before we go ahead and dive in, I need to tell you guys officially as of this episode, thinking forward, hero dice are changing. What? Hero <gasps> dice are changing. I've never oh, I didn't hear about this. You, you will you will continue to have them. And we also need to be better about passing out hero dice from the Patreon, which we've been dog shit for like the last like four months. But sorry, everyone out there. We're, we're figuring that out. If you're a $10 patron, you get to vote. So go check that out. Vote for me. But <laughs> <laughs> give Stephanie a hero dice so she can roll them in her real life. <laughs> I always forget I have them and never use them. <laughs> but hero dice are officially changing. So for folks who have been around for a little while, patrons who have been around for the last couple of years, you know that we tried to establish a, uh, a mechanic called boons and blights, which are cool. They're things that instead of the D6 added to or subtracted from a D20 roll, uh, the PCs could decide to roll on a table and get like a little effect or something. And that was great. And it came up a few times. Um, but in, in reality, it was kind of never as good or foolproof as just getting at least a plus one or upwards of a plus six bonus. Uh, to your role or a penalty to mine, it was never as good as the as the hero dice. It just wasn't at all. So I did some brainstorming with some patrons out there uh, on the Discord. That was great. Thank you everybody who helped. It was I can't even name everybody. It was a whole bunch of people that helped us out. Yeah, brainstorming thanks, patrons. This. And I inevitably came to a final conclusion. So from here going forward, hero dice will no longer be able to be redeemed for a bonus to your role or a penalty to mine. Fuck you, patrons. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Hey, why don't you wait till I'm fucking done, Shane? Sorry. Hold your horses. Yeah, that's what I thought. I'm sorry, Josh. That's what I fucking thought. <laughs> don't hurt me. <laughs> You're a thousand miles away. I can't. I'll call Katie, though. Um, anyways. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so people can still submit these boons and blights. And really, the way it's going to work is when you guys decide you're still going to have the hero dice, still going to get them handed out to you. But when you want to go ahead and, and add something to a roll or, you know, maybe when one of my, you know, NPCs or monsters has to roll like a save or something, you're going to basically redeem your hero die and then get to roll on a table of effects generated by our patrons. Each one of those effects allows you to still need to roll a D6 for part of the effect. So that's where we're going to have the dice still. Okay. And okay. One, a couple of the options on each one are still add a D6 to your roll. So that's oh, And it's okay. a possibility to still get the basic one, but more interesting things can happen. And there will be a handful of different categories. So there'll be obviously boons are still an effect that helps the players and blights are still an effect that hinders your enemies. It's kind of the same thing. And there will be um, four different categories. There's going to be melee, ranged, magic, and saving throw. Okay. So the way it's going to work is, uh, like an example here, I'll give you guys some examples. This is going to be in the form, uh, just so you guys know. So there could be, maybe this is called unlimited power. It's the name of uh, like a some kind of, I don't know, a boon. So this effect is, whether your spell hits or not, you feel a surge of power flow through you. For the next 1d6 rounds, is where the d6 comes in, any spell you cast is treated as if you use the maximized metamagic uh, feat. Do not increase the spell level or casting time. Oh, that that's kind of sick. So that can dope. be like a cool effect when you like cast a spell that has like a particular thing. So they, these can also, you know, affect attacks. They can be used against like enemy saving throws and stuff like that, or alongside one of your saving throws, you want to bump that. So 
some different things like a, a blight here. Another example we have that was just like a random example we have on the uh, the submission sheet. A, a melee blight against like an enemy would be like sprained wrist. The opponent's attack damages their wrist. Treat all melee damage dice as if the wielder was one size category smaller for 1d6 rounds. I love it. So stuff like That's that. Awesome. So in the long run, mm-hmm. it is technically making hero dice sometimes less powerful, but sometimes they can be more powerful. And I'm going to be better about, I've been saying this for fucking three years, better about handing them out. And we're going to be more consistent about the Patreon ones. So this will basically make it so that everything you submit patrons is going to get actually used because there's no alternative. Hero Dice can't do the better alternative anymore. They only do this. So every time you guys use them, um, they're going to be using Patreon submitted effects and so yeah this is way I, more interesting it's too. way more interesting it's going to involve uh folks a lot better you can be able to like actually see some of the effects yeah. come up yeah. um and fun. we need to we need to, i just need to be like giving them out more and this could be weird but i like it there is some weird yeah. stuff on here i i had to take some of the old submissions from boons and blights because they didn't quite match up because they're just a different format and really kind of tweak them but some of them are real cool some of them are real weird so i'm super excited for this just to review, I want to make sure I understand. We can use this for any of our attacks as so long as we have one. It's going to function the exact same way it worked before. Okay. No changes to that. So uh, if I cast a spell, I can be like, I'm going to use a hero dice. Yeah. There's certain stipulate spells are interesting because they have to work whether or not it's a saving throw or a spell attack, but that's part of the rules. So okay. it's going to work pretty much the exact same way uh, it did previously. So I just wouldn't worry about it. Okay. I have another question. Ooh. Yeah. If the hero die is not applicable to whatever action we want to use it on. Do we? They just, all are. Okay, cool. So we yeah. we wouldn't just waste a hero die, for example. No, because like in the melee ones, like it'll apply to you. It might not be like the benefit you want right now, like a plus, you know, like a D6 added to your roll, but it's going to give you something. You what know? about, I mean, what about a skill check? Uh, if you really want to use a hero dice on a skill check, you're just going to do the regular D6. Because that sounds like the most boring thing to ask yeah. patrons to submit skill check boons. So sure, if you want to use a hero dice on a skill check, I'll just allow you. You can just roll the D6. All right, perfect. But that's a boring ass way to use a fucking yeah, hero have die. Have we ever done that? It's happened probably it, once or twice. It hasn't come it's up yet, but it could like, it could be severe. Yeah, depending on like at least considered it. Acrobatics is probably like the biggest one. Like yeah, yeah, for yeah, effects, right, attacks right. of opportunity and or stuff like, like that. swim or something. Climb, yeah, for something fly. like that. So yeah. if it really came down to it, yeah, you could do that. But I'm not going to do special effects because I can't even I can't even start to think as a game designer myself what that would be. Yeah. So um, I will uh, will just say they can be that, that's the one instance where they'll function how they used to. Cool. Cool. I'll Sweet. Take it. Sounds good to me. But yeah, for, so for patrons out there, pop in there. We'll put the new link in as soon as this all goes live, which it's weird because this isn't a, a month in the future for us, but it is going to be as this comes out for all of you. So go check out the link over on the Patreon and uh, submit as many as you want. There's a whole instruction manual on there. If you get confused at all, there is also a channel in the Discord specifically dedicated to Boons and Blights. It'll be changed over to probably just be called Hero Dice, Hero Dice Effects, something like that once this changes. But pop in there. You can tag me, ask me any questions. We can work through it. I work from home. So I'm always on Discord. So I'm only Woo! I'm only a message away. But yeah, feel free. I'd love to work through it. We already have like a hundred of them, which is great from the Boons and Blights over the last couple of years. But I want to make this actually a good reward where you get shout outs on the show and it actually comes up. So in order to do that, I had to take something away from the PCs in order to make them have to use your effects. So I'm very excited. So hop in there, submit it as many as you want. And remember, they do get edited. So if a little bit of changes happen by the time when you for between your submission and when they come up on the show, apologize. Um, I, I need to make everything work. So it'll be this. It'll be mostly the same thing, no matter what. But I, I, there will be some minor editing to to them to make them function and to balance them. Some of y'all are crazy. <laughs> some of the boons and blights I've gotten have been like, whoa. 
Whoa. <laughs> oh, the cool thing also, until we start getting a bunch of these submitted, like a ton, which hopefully eventually happens, well, they're not going to go away also. I'm going to keep the same ones on the chart. They're not going to like get retired because we don't have enough of them to do that. So you could roll the same one, which could be fun. So they'll live on forever. Anyways. Let's play. So we left you guys off inside the Gearworks. You got the doors open with the master tool and you guys came inside and it, it almost looked like there was this like large open, not open air, but this large high ceilinged workshop you went into. There are a number of buildings and offices and other workspaces as well. But uh, it, you opened into this kind of large chamber and you could see kind of hanging on like this gantry was this big like golden metallic like humanoid figure and upon you guys coming in you watch as the um you saw the this red glowing gem inside of its chest ignite come to life and you watched as it stood up and uh seemed to notice your presence and uh i want to be honest guys we're just going to start today off um can everybody roll for initiative yeah oh, yeah, we're going right. We ain't putting this off at all. What I like to see in honor of um, Buddy of the Pod, Andrew's recent move oh, Andrew. across the country. I am going to be using his die this entire episode. Nice, oh, hell yeah, Yay, brother! Andrew. I'm gonna miss you, man. Me too. Me too. I'll see you on the interweb. <laughs> On the interweb. Okay, everybody. Let me get those initiatives. Let's start off with Isla. 24. 24. Hell yeah. Parse McGurse. Oh, is that me? Uh, 10. (laughs) (laughs) Who else could it be? Elgaroth. 15. 15. Salai. 25. 20. And A. 16. 16. Okay, everybody did pretty good. Uh, Question. Wait, hold on. Parse, did you say 10? Hundo P. I had to actually think about what you said and what it meant. It took me a second. I got you. Okay. Yeah, Shane, what's up? Have we had another combat this day? We haven't, right? We rested and then we came straight no, here. No, today is the day you guys fought the other constructs. Well, same we, day. Oh. And we also got shot by crossbows. Okay. Uh, I think you guys got healed from that, though. I think no, so. I, I healed you guys. I, but I used some stuff per day and I didn't. It still says that I used a couple rounds of stuff. So that's why. Yeah, you would have used that probably last combat. Okay. Yeah. But that was still today. Got it. Cut. Correct. Yeah. You guys came back in. You explored. You remember you explored like a bunch of the buildings in the smithing area. You you found that the that union clubhouse that you guys uh, mm-hmm. you took uh, you took all their money. Uh, and then you fought the constructs and then you explored some more. Found out like there are artist soldiers in here. Um, you guys traveled through uh, this big hall with like a bunch of like regular ass like city buildings and shit, and then you found the door. Nice. So it's all been in one day since you cool, guys cool. teleported in from Rigel. All right. Well, as you guys can see here on the map, you have entered in through the doors over here, over on the uh, right hand side. Steph is going to be on your left, and you can see this large metallic gearwork guardian now uh, ready to uh, make its way and uh, put some of y'all. On your butts. Started off uh, though is Salai. Isla, you're on deck. You know, I'm not really. This is the sucky thing about starting out is I'm not really prepared to kick this off. Um, I'm best this. as a support when I know what everyone else is doing. I know. I understand. <laughs> um, so I'm actually going to be really boring for a hot second. Just hit him with a flame strike. I feel like this is a dope opportunity to buff. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm trying to decide between two different buffs that I can do right now. It's like always a safe bet, you know, just buff us if you don't know what we're planning on doing. How far away am I from this guy? I'm not within 40 feet, am I? Or am I too far? 
Uh, you're about 50 or 55 feet away. Um, okay. Keep it easy. Well, you know what? Instead, I'm going to do this. I'll save this for a moment. Isla? Yes? I'm going to reach over to you. You'll have to move. She's 10 feet from you. I will take a five-foot step. Okay. To reach Isla. Okay. I'm going to use Touch of Good. So that is going to give you a sacred bonus on attack roll, skill checks, ability checks, and saving throws. Wow. Which is going to be... What what level am I? 11? So that would be plus five. Amazing. Plus five to everything like that? Yes. Whoa. For For one round. For one round. For one round. Okay. All right. Uh, that's a move and a standard action, so touch a good on Isla. And, I mean, speak of the devil and she will appear. Isla, you're up. A, you're on deck. Ayo. Okay, so I get that bonus for one round, so that would be this round. Correct. Right? Can I make it to him in this round? <laughs> I didn't plan well, did I? If you charge me. <laughs> uh, you could charge Recharged, him. Yeah. You could charge him. Charge him. Charge just lowers my AC, yeah. Two. Minus, minus two to AC, yeah. Okay. But you get a plus two to hit. Let's do it. You want to charge I get, it? So then I get a plus seven to hit? Seems, yeah, it seems like it, yeah. Oh. Holy shit, let's do it. Yeah, you only get one attack, though. That's fine. Who needs three attacks? I'm just curious, uh, Shane, you know this better than me because you play a lot of melee characters. I'm more of a casky boy half the time, Bog notwithstanding. Uh, does uh, charging provoke? The movement does, the action does not. So if this guy has reach, it will provoke only if he has the combat reflexes feet as he is flat-footed. Battle Strider's boots as a media action. Nice. A safe bet. Mm-hmm. Safe bet. Does Battle Straders have charges? Yes. How many, does, how many times per day you can use it? Three? All right, sure. If you want to use that, sure. I will not reveal when anything that it does or does not have. You can go ahead and uh, use your Battle Striders boots. So swift action. Swift action, Battle Striders boots, and uh, she's going to charge the creature. All right. Swift action, then a full round action to charge. All right. She just takes off, tears off, starts attacking this thing. One attack. Yeah, Isla just digs in, just like later, and just sprints off, and one juicy attack, in the words she, of Foz. She feels this boost that Salai just gave her, and she's like, can't waste it. She and feels she, this good touch. Ooh. Oh. She must look so fucking fast <laughs> running Ooh. up to this thing. <laughs> I had to make it weird. Okay, here we go. One juicy attack. Let's do this. 41 to hit. That's a hit. Man, this this guy's got a juicy AC too, but with all that, fuck. Do I get a plus five to attack as well as to damage? No. I don't think so. No, No. it's just just D20 rolls, basically. It's your skill checks, AC. That's fine. No uh, worries. Ability checks. Armor class too? What? Wait, wait. I don't think that's armor. I don't think Touch Good is armor class. I think it's like D20 rolls. Just attacks. 28 points of damage. 28 points of damage. Roll perception check. Uh oh. That means he has resistance. Yep. Fuck. What the hell? 15. 15? Yeah, you hit it. Oh. All right, guys. This is not good. Well, because you have a piercing weapon, and I'm sorry, but that's why. Yeah. God damn it. Does it look like I hit him at all? Yeah. You. I mean, you hit it. You hit him. Does it look like I damaged him at all? Sure. I can't tell at all. You rolled a 15. You're not really paying attention to how much damage you did. You're paying attention to this 15 foot fucking metal man that's Somebody attacking you. Roll a um, I will say, check I will say with uh, with your 15 uh, perception check, you do notice that on its right arm is a massive hammer, and on the left arm is a massive axe. Oh, good. Can't wait Hell to get yeah. by that next round. Yeah. Um, I will, oh, with a 15, you wouldn't notice anything else about them. But yeah, you can see hammer on the right hand, axe in the left hand. Uh, that's your turn, though. A, you're up. Elgaroth, you're on deck. All right. Shit. 
And just keep in mind, I'm the only one that... Well, not the only one. I have the tool that can deactivate and retrieve the, the AllSpark from this guy. <laughs> just re- just remember, just as a reminder. The AllSpark. That's true. Well, A will... Uh, she will look at her, her, uh, her necklace to see what oh. color the gem is glowing. You look at your necklace. What? Well, remember A's necklace, the moat of quintessence, will tell A, based off the color, that it glows around a creature if it has any energy resistance. So we're going to say that. I will say this just so you just so you know. I think technically this thing is always glowing red because it's around your neck and you have fire resistance. I'm just going to say um, it doesn't do that. It probably would if this was real magic, you know. But it's confusing. Um, it does not show a color currently. Um, you're, oh, how, wait, hold on. Actually, what's the distance? Uh, is there a distance on that thing? No. Yeah. If the wearer was within 50 feet of a creature. Oh, shit. Um, so um, <laughs> currently it doesn't show anything. But uh, that uh, nice try. 50 feet. Where is that on this? Oh, okay. Wow. Guys, once again, guess what it was? The last sentence of a paragraph. Damn it's always it. the last sentence. It's always the last sentence. Um, in that case, hmm. take it. Move 10 feet. No, I know. Okay, so, yes. So, A will move 10 feet forward, and uh, she'll see if her necklace has changed at all color-wise. It, it does not. It has, okay. does not seem to have any energy resistance. Okay, so that's nice. Um, and then she will look down to the ring on her finger with the uh, sun, and she, will act, and she will acti- activate uh, uh, the Dawnbearer's Dawn ring? Yeah, Dawnbearer's ring. Yeah. Okay, nice. that's standard reaction, but yeah, it gives you <laughs> heroism, right? Yep, heroism. Sweet, yeah. A, um, for the first time in a long time, when you uh, you activate, you see this sudden little bright flash from the ring, almost like like when something catches light in an anime, you know what I mean? If like something, like a, a lens catches a light, a little tween off the end of it, and uh, yeah, you're affected by heroism. That's that's awesome. Cool. That is a move and a standard, though, for you, for activating mm-hmm. that. But yeah, actually, something that's funny is your, your necklace probably technically would glow, because I do think Elgaroth has uh, energy resistance, but we're just going to go ahead and say this. It's going to be only enemy creatures. Like with intent, you know, or something? Right? Uh, no, we'll just say it's only enemy creatures, because okay. it's just going to get confusing, because you have people in the party who will have that. So we'll just we'll say it's just enemy creatures. So we'll cool. have to do this song and dance every time. But that is your turn. Elgaroth, you're up, and then it's the Gearwork Guardian's turn. All right. I'm going to assume that Elgroth does not have the uh, requisite knowledges for this, as he only has religion and nature. You do not. Okay. And history, but let's be honest. (laughs) Okay. He reaches back in his catalog of creatures that that he's been taught over the course of the years, and he realizes he's never seen or heard of anything like this. So he's like, oh, fuck. He looks at Percy, and he goes... Hey, you gonna be all right? Yeah, I think so. All right, don't fuck this up. I'm gonna cut you to pieces. And then he rages and charges this thing. Oh my god! <laughs> yes, do it. Okay, where do you want to end up? You can see right right here on the on the map. This is the guardian. That's Isla right over here. Where you want to end up? Uh, which side? Oh, I can. I have an option. Yeah, I mean, it's probably more likely you'd end up to, like, Isla's right. So, like, the left side of where you can see here. You probably go over here. All right, let's do that. And that will provoke if it has combat reflexes. It does not make an attack on you. Okay. Because of weird weird rules in Pathfinder, even though it initiated the initiative, it's somehow flat-footed still. It's very strange. (laughs) That's fine, Pathfinder. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. (laughs) What are you doing? It's going to make a single attack. All right, with that plus two bonus. Don't forget, both of you charged. Take a minus two until the start of your next turn. Natural 20. No fucking way. Yep. Oh, hell yes. yes. Are you that's kidding? Like, okay, that's fine. That's a Roll fucking it. times three crit if I confirm, God damn it. dog. Oh my God. 
Come on. Let's go. Come on. God let's damn it. Go. Yeah. Let's go. Roll to confirm. Natural four. Oh. With my charge bonus. With plus two? <laughs> There's no way. It's going to be a 33. But wait. As a swift action, I'm going to use something I've never used before. <laughs> okay. Oh. Can can you do this between a an attack roll and a confirmation roll? I don't think you can do that. He can only do it on his turn, so it's already pretty fucking nerfed. I haven't been able to use it ever. Okay, why don't you read what it is? I don't know if you can do this, but let's see what it is. It's called Auspicious Mark. Okay, okay. What does it do? The barbarian has been marked by the spirits as indicated by an impressive tattoo, scar, or birthmark she possesses. Or maybe just red skin. Yeah, I think that's what we decided. <laughs> As a swift action, she can call upon the spirit's favor to increase any d20 roll she made by rolling a d6 and adding it to the result. The bonus increases by one for every four levels she has. She can call on the auspicious mark after seeing the result of a d20 roll. This can only be used once per day. Nice. Okay, I'm cool with using it on a confirmation. That's fine. Nice. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. All right. So it's 33 right now, and then with the auspicious mark... That's going to be a total of 40 <laughs> to confirm. Wait. Yeah, dude, that's a confirmed critical. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Yes. Wow. <laughs> All right. I'm was so excited. Oh, my God. I'm excited, too. I have to open up a calculator. <laughs> it's uh, this is sl- it's slation, right? Slashing. Slashing damage. Yeah. Hmm. Ew. Squelching. That was a good one. So um, this is brow to chin. This is actually kind of unfortunate for you guys. I apologize. I Normal damage Aww. and one con and charisma damage. Minus two penalty on perception checks and ranged attacks until healed. It's a construct. I don't think it can take con damage. Boo. I don't even think it has a con. No. I think it what is immune it to ability it, damage. Yeah, it you doesn't have correct. a con. They do not have constitution. They get static bonuses to their HP based uh, off their size category. So it's fine. It's still times two because you have a times three crit. So normal damage just goes down one step for you. So it's still times oh, two. Okay. But I apologize it's not times three crit. That's the luck of the draw on those crit decks, guys. God damn. Sorry. It's all good. All right. I didn't roll great on the damage and it is only a times two. Correct. But it is still... 62 points of damage. What? 62 points of damage. Okay. And I should should note, Algaroth took three points of damage. (laughs) So he's not looking great. Oh, no. He's looking so bad. He's going to die any time. He's looking fabulous. That's his turn. Jesus. Okay. All right, you charge in there next to Isla. Isla, you feel just the, the, the pounding of the stone next to you as Elgaroth runs in, slides, and just slashes across this thing. You watch his axe rake across the metal. You hear a number of it splitting and bending. Deals a nice, sizable chunk to the, uh, the, the torso of this thing, but it's still up and ready to go. It is its turn, and it is ready to do some shit. I'm excited. This is one of my favorite ones of these guys that I built overall, so I can't wait I'm to bust ready. this out. I'm excited too. I'm yeah. pretty excited. It's got I'm some cool. Ready. It's got some cool nifty stuff that it can do, but I think I'm just gonna go basic all in. Well, do I do? Do I do vital strike? Do I vital strike somebody? Beef. I mean, but Isla's gonna have I? the lowest AC she'll ever have because she has a minus two to it. Do I just take this opportunity to just to just stomp, stomp on the old Murtouch when you could full attack? That's true, and I could also power attack. Yeah, vital strike's honestly not worth it unless you. 
you're like just one stunned or no sorry yeah, unless you're staggered or you get to charge but it's fun though i don't think you can charge with fun. the power strike actually yeah it's uh, really you can't no it's a, when you make an attack action is what it's called so mm-hmm. you can't you can't do it it's uh, good for closing a move the gap attack. like you got to do a move yeah. action to get to somebody and you can only make one attack that's what yeah. vital strikes really over yeah. for for sure well should i do power attack then let me let me double check how much power attack is gonna get i don't i don't have the uh numbers on here for how much it's gonna take away and add because this thing has a pretty hefty base attack bonus let me just pull up power attack here real quick everybody always power attack dude well that's not always true unless you're orange then you can't hit shit yeah oh wah, wah. yeah i mean it's a minus five to Plus hit 10 but no um uh, <laughs> uh not for these guys because uh the way this thing works is it's both of its weapons count as if it's wielding them two-handed what the uh, fuck? Wait, both? so wow. they both do so it'll be an additional what? 15 damage on oh each my one. god uh, yeah, um, it. Is it worth it though with the bonus it has? Hmm. I really do want to. So I really bad. do want to hit with them though. But maybe we'll just go for we'll just go for deadly. So you know what? We're gonna do the first swipe at Isla, and then we'll see how it goes. Okay? Yeah, that sounds yeah, good. Sounds great. Because either way, I mean, I can hit Elgaroth easier, but you have a giant sack of hit points. So let's see if we can have some fun here. And Dr. Nine, baby. Yeah, Dr. Nine. Oh, jeez. Okay. All right. First attack. We're going to go with the uh, the great axe in the left hand uh, for this. And we will turn on power attack. So it's going to be... Yeah, that'll be the bonus there. It's got a great axe. Oh, my God. All right. I, I would like to parry, please. You like to parry? Okay. You take uh, you take a minus because it's a large-sized creature, right? Do you know what that minus is? Do I? I believe it's a minus two. That's so crazy. Do I still have the plus five from Sly? Still the same round, right? For one round, yeah, does I, this count as an attack roll? May attack against. Use an attack opportunity to attempt the attack. That's an attack roll. Yeah, you make an attack. Yeah, it counts. Yeah. Holy shit! Nice. It does. So it's just a I plus don't. Three. Do you keep the bonus from charging for the whole round? I don't think so. Right. I don't know. I want to say it doesn't make round. sense. It has to be yeah, the first attack no. you make. I'm going to double check the, uh, well, it's a little gritty here, but this is what we do here at BCQ. We look up rules. Yeah. So you get, you just get the plus two bonus on the attack roll. That's how it's specified. So you do take, you do get the plus five from touch of good okay. still because it hasn't come back to uh, Stephanie's turn. So it is a plus three to your bonus. But yes, let's go ahead and roll All this. Right. Okay. Pretty good. But I don't think it's good enough. 34. <laughs> no way. 35. No fucking way. <laughs> does that, exactly. Does that hit your Dang. AC? Yeah, it does. Would it hit but... your AC without the minus two? No. Your AC is... Th- oh, wait, no. no. What is your AC right now? It's 33. Without, it's normally 33, so it's 32, 31 right now. 31, yeah. Okay, I was like, what the fuck? Sorry, I thought you meant <laughs> minus... you mean a 36 AC? <laughs> Sorry, I thought you meant minus two to my, to my, my parry roll. No, 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 for sure. Okay, well, that is... A hit, man! I want to crit so bad. Um, okay, let's grab, let's grab some uh, d sixes here. You can you, try. I think it's will try. You oh. will try. <laughs> okay, and this is a power attack. This is gonna be. This is gonna be like the best hit I've ever done I on Isla. This is gonna be the most solid best hit. Okay. All right, that's not that great of a roll. It's kind of well. No, it's it's middle. It's middling. Uh, Eleven from that. That's 42 points of damage. Oh, my my God. As this great axe comes slicing (laughs) down across Isla. 42? 42 points of slashing damage. Yes. Jeez Louise. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Channeling your other character. Yeah, for real. Uh, Honestly, I think I might do the second attack on Isla, too, because it made contact. Oh, shit. Just because, uh, you know, it seems like it can. All right, I will attempt to parry again. Yeah, attempt to parry again. All right, roll that. 
It's a critical threat. I don't know if it matters, though. It doesn't matter. 42. What? What did you roll on the die? 15. Plus 24. Plus 3. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Jesus. I rolled a 37. <laughs> Fuck. That is... God damn it. So you parry the second one. Yeah. She, yeah, the second yeah. strike comes down and she somehow parries it with her tiny little sword. There's a hammer that's bigger than you are and it comes down and she's like, plink. Are you going to repost? Yeah, I am. Let's yeah, do it. Take your attack or some shit. Hell yeah. There's no, uh, there's no attack penalty to parrying, right? It's not like iterative attacks. It's just your highest bab every time. No, it counts. It's like an attack of opportunity. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that's, that's fucking works. sick. <laughs> Make sure you're marking off uh, your panache points, I though. Am. Make sure you're marking those off. God damn it. You got a good hit, dude. Yeah, but like, I need to get multiple to do anything to you crazy fucks. You deserve it, man. You've been you've been striking lately. Striking out. God damn it. Oh, no, wait. <laughs> 36 to hit. That's a hit. Yes. yes. It's probably God not going to do any damage, it. though. 24 points of damage. 24 Ooh. points of damage. Jeez. All right. Well, I mean, that's its full round attack. It gets one attack with each thing. Let's see what happens. Uh, I would have loved if they would have done more damage to this thing and killed it before Percy even got to go. <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> um, but it isn't, which is, this is insane. Percy, you're bottom of the round. What happened? What happened to our boy? What did you do with our boy? <laughs> our boy. I don't know. Uh, oh, it's my turn? <laughs> Yeah, you rolled too lower than the fucking... This thing rolled like shit, too. The fucking robot boy. This guy's got a plus... He has a plus eight. I did. Um, Yeah, Foz rolled a natty two on his initiative. Okay. Well, tough titties. Uh, (laughs) Percy's gonna pull out the tool uh, from his belt. And... Let's just uh, let's just double move. I will say, I think you would have had that in your hand, so you don't have to worry about like removing oh. it because you had to open the door. Sorry, I can't remember this specifically. I had thought uh, the tool had got expended when we opened the door. Oh, so I have. Two- it's not expendable. It's a it's a tool. It's like it's like. A, does your screwdriver get expended when you undo a screw? I don't know why I thought that for some reason. <laughs> I um, thought you were going to say I don't know. It does if you buy from Harbor <laughs> Freight. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, but we what do have fuck? two of the tools, right? In total. You have two. Yeah, you have okay. two of them. That was awful. Uh, Percy is just going to double move then, uh, skirt the left side of the creature. Uh, skirt, 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 skirt. Towards, Over here? Towards. Uh, on the opposite side, sorry. Yeah, beyond the boxes. Yeah, in between there. Full movement, trying to get to the back side of the creature as best as possible with while avoiding it uh, as much as possible. And. He's going to do a knowledge check, if I may. Knowledge check? Uh, you need a knowledge arcana for this, actually. I don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a construct. I don't have that. Uh, then, huh, I'm kind of concerned because... So if if my friends were to bring the construct below its hit points, it goes into its death throes and explodes. Correct. Right? So uh, that means I would need to be next to it when that happens. Correct. Does that cost me an action to do that? Or if I'm just next to it, I can do it. You know, because the... It's, no, I mean, the way this, this isn't like... This isn't like hardline, like, you know, pathfinder mechanics. You just need to be next to it, like base to base, essentially. And it's not an action, but okay. you have to be next to it when the death throws occur. So when it hits zero hit points. Okay, then let me... Uh, let me just go ahead and move in towards the, the creature and be next to it. 
If okay, possible. you want to just go in for it? Uh, I believe that will... You can be next to Isla or next to Elgaroth. You can make either one. I'll be next to Isla. Okay. This will provoke an attack of opportunity. Uh... Does it have combat reflexes? No, it hasn't made one. Oh, I th- oh, that's right, because it was it hadn't gone till it went right before you, so it was flat footed. It couldn't make attacks of opportunities previous. It didn't make Correct. one on Elgaroth. No, I said it was going to, and then Shane was like, "It's flat footed," and I was like, "Right, got it, right. Got it. You always you always remember that." All right, go for it. That's like Shane's rule. It is. It really is. Shane's the only person that remembers it, they're flat footed until you. Wait. It's true. <laughs> None of us remember that. Well, Foss is who I rely on for the concentration check rules because I don't even fucking. <laughs> I don't play casters. I don't bother with that shit. All right. Well, I'm going to ask you this, Foz. Um, do you want the... I'm just going to say, do you want the great axe or the great hammer? The hammer. You want the hammer? You want me to bring the hammer down? Okay. It still gets the minus for uh, the power attack because it's still the same round. So let's go for it. Oh, that's low. Um, that's a 25 to hit. It's a miss. Yeah. It just, Whoa. It just it hits you and it slams into the table next to you. This table has like a, some other implements on it and just it shatters the table into a million pieces. Holy shit. <laughs> you probably like it, it like probably knocked your hat off like it got so close to you like the wind yeah. from this thing the it's amount of wind it's like, it's like when a semi you know goes by you on the road yeah. it just pushes so much wind it's it's knocked over the car like you're sitting in exactly, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about so yeah. like it whooshes past you and your hat just like flies across the room <laughs> uh, but that is uh, it, is, it does miss so you've made it in there so I mean that was uh, it will require that's two moves though so that's yeah. going to be your turn so he's standing uh, any swifties uh, no. Okay. All right. Top of round two. Salai, you're up. Isla, you're on deck. Alrighty. Salai is going to... I got a few options, but you know, I think I'm just going to go... Wait, 10 foot radius. That's not going to get these guys, right? If I hit him with a spell that hit the 10 foot radius. 10 foot radius, it'll only get A. No, I'm sorry. Is it centered on you? It's, if it's centered on the enemy... Will it hit the people that are around him right now? Yes. Oh, I can't do that. Okay. I, well, the way it works, well, it would be centered on like a square, not on the enemy, because there's no center yeah. of this guy because he's two things wide. But even if you picked the back corner of him, it would. There's still ten feet. That's okay. Sly is gonna move forward and get within thirty feet of this guy, but I don't want to get that much closer. Well, I guess. Um, with what I'm gonna do, it doesn't matter that much. I would just like to get like a general in between where A and friends are. So a little bit closer. I mean, that that is within 30 feet of it. Do you want to be closer than that? No, that's perfect. Um, I'm going to use my Reach Metamagic Rod. Okay. Did you already have that out? Here's the thing. I don't know if you need to have it out. There's nowhere in the book that says it's an action to activate it. Whoa. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. What Shane said. It's not a weapon, so it doesn't make sense that you have to have it in your hand or draw it. Okay, so activation. Details relating to rod use vary from item to item. Unless otherwise noted, you must be holding a rod to use its abilities. See the individual descriptions for specifics. Mm-hmm. It's in section of rods under the core rulebook. I mean, Stephanie doesn't Boo. carry a weapon, so we could say that she always has Sure, it. sure. If she doesn't carry a weapon for flanking, why would she carry a rod? Because it's not a weapon, so it's okay. Sure, it's never, sure. Stephanie's never said that she has the I'll rod let out. it slide. Thanks. So but does, does, does she walk around with her fucking rod in her hand constantly? Of Is that a, she does. Yeah, rod in one hand and tankard in the other. Yeah, it's her little walking stick. It's not She's that long. She's got a bad knee. It's not that long. <laughs> She's that got a bad knee. You have to lean way over to use this as a walking stick. <laughs> Why do you think she has a bad knee? <laughs> <laughs> her lower back just fuck. 
<laughs> just like a bag of sand back there. Oh my god! Oh man. Okay. What, what are you doing? Yeah. You get the meta, the meta magic rod out. Activate it. Oh, I'm gonna cast a little spell called. Oh god! I hope this works. Hang on. I've 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 gone back and read so many. Hang. Let me pull this up so I don't look like an idiot and read the last sentence before Josh. <laughs> What's the spell? I'll check it too. I'll proofread. I'm going to cast a little... Sp- oh, my God. Hang on. A little spell called Trial by Fire. Oh. What the what? fuck is this shit? Trial by Fire. Okay. It is official Paizo. First thing I always check when I've never heard of the spell, because you never know. Uh, Yeah, okay. So, you test a creature's purity of convictions. Yeah, robot. By exposing it to a sheet of divine fire. Unless the target's alignment is within one step of your deities, the spell deals 1d6 points of damage per two caster levels. Half the damage is fire, but the other half results directly from divine power. Okay, hmm. kind of works like flame strike. Uh, it has elemental, blah, blah, blah. Additionally, if the target has an element of its alignment that is in direction, in, oh, direct in opposition, it gets extra damage, I think, or it takes like an intimidation or something like that. Yeah. Um, well, at okay. She, at least you picked a simple spell. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, Caden Kaylee, and I believe is chaotic neutral. Neutral good, actually. Neutral good. Excuse me. Neutral good. Yeah. Just double checking. No, he's chaotic good. Excuse me. Whoa. Um, didn't see that coming. He's chaotic good. It, this is a construct, so it is pure. It's true neutral. It's just neutral. Damn it. Holy shit. Um, nice. So, it is not within one step. So, Caden Kaylee is chaotic good, and the the cleric alignments that that are within one step of it are chaotic good, chaotic neutral, and neutral good. So, yeah, it does take, it will take the damage. Holy shit. It will do it. So, where do you yeah. put this wall of fire? Right on top of your friends. Right on top of your friends. How did you know? Oh, uh, this, no, this it's, is the it's heel, a, it's this is t- the heel turn the Discord's been talking about. Well, it's a it's a touch <laughs> spell, so that's why I used my rod of metamorphosis. It doesn't really talk about like placing anything or like a radius. So you I, expose it to a sheet of divine fire. Right. It doesn't say anything. Like there's no, there's nothing about like the space that it takes up. So, but yeah, it's a touch weird. spell, so it's just weird. Yeah. Well, it's like a. It's like a. It's like Pentecost. There's like divine fire that rains down from yeah. the heavens. Yes, so like exactly. I like that. Yeah, just exactly. on the creature. Yeah, yeah. it says creature touch. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah, we I don't fine. know. The way it's just written is like not sheet yeah. of divine fire is like dog yeah. shit flavor text. Uh, yeah, anyways, yeah. But um, it was written with the intention to be used as a touch spell. <laughs> they didn't think about the rods. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Um, okay, does it get a no saving throw? It does. It, it allows spell resistance. So I need you to roll a caster oh, level check to no! overcome spell resistance. Crunch, crunch. Because just like the rest of these constructs, oh, it does have no. SR. Do you have a hero die that? <laughs> It's, it's not worth yeah, it. No. For damage, it's no, still no, going to no. take half. And also, this is kind of like a trash spell. I After the last fight, I prepared a ton of fire spells, because obviously I would. But all of them are going to hit everyone if, except for this one. Yeah. Ah, yes. So I can't cast yeah. them right now. That's fine. I mean, this will do Fair. damage, so, yeah. which is good. Fair. So, all right, Steph, give me that cash level check. Do I have to? Yes. Oh, no. <laughs> you do, in fact, have to. Yeah. Okay, well, I rolled a natural three for 14. Oh, oh. unfortunately, <laughs> you swish the rod in the air and you cast this spell and you oh. watch as the fire falls down around this thing. Uh, you guys can see it too. It, this, these, these gentle motes of fire that cascade around this creature and uh, it just doesn't even know that it's there. <laughs> okay. Just well, doesn't even, I, doesn't even work. But it's fine. 
I'll be smarter for next time. I have. Uh, you didn't I, do anything stupid. That was a cool. We spell. learned something. I have. Well, I, I knew that that was risky because it's a very low level spell, but it's fine. That's I, all right. I mean, hey, the low level is not affected by your your concentration. Not your concentration. Your cash level check is just standard, so doesn't necessarily matter. I mean, you could have done a good little chunk of damage to it. Yeah, three spells. It would have been five D. Um, but that's gonna be your turn with a move and a standard action. It is now Isla. A, you were on deck. Yup. Okay, Isla is going to. Give him hell, fishy. Um, she's gonna step back a little bit. A little bit. Isla's going to move back about twenty feet. Okay, just standard, just a regular move action. Yeah. Okay, you will provoke. No, I won't, because I have my battle striders boots activated. Oh, so you activated them again? I believe it's a round. No, it's like a long. No, I think we went over this before. It does not say a duration, so I would assume that it's only going to be a round. Oh no, 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 no. No. I think it's a round. Yeah, it's the, it's the only way it makes sense. It says three times per day, she can activate the boots as a swift action to avoid provoking attacks of opportunity while moving out of a threatened square. Yeah, so basically what you do is use as a swift action, which you have to remember, you can use those up. Um, and you sometimes might, might not be able okay, to use yeah, that. Okay, yeah, um, I'll activate them again. But you activate it, so it'll be the second use when you move out, and you just pro- you just avoid provoking for that particular move action. Okay, great. So I do it again. So I move 20 feet away, and I'm going to take... A potion of cure serious wounds. Nice. Because I am not looking great. Okay. Um, well, you can remove the potion. Oh, shit. Okay. So I, I remove the potion. All right. That's it. All right. You spend a move action. You do a swift to activate the battle strategy boots to avoid attacks of opportunity. I'm going to flavor it like this. So Isla is going to... She's poking at this thing, and she's realizing it's not doing as much as she thinks it's probably doing. And I will say, I did not tell you that. Yeah, but I was smart. So anyway. I E in parenthesis, sub- asterisk, subscript, and look at the bottom. Laura's metagaming. Um, she, she suspects that it's not doing as much as she thinks. So she's not going to give up on it. But she's like, okay, that really hurt me, this thing. And she, also, Isla's not used to getting hit a lot, to be honest. So Isla's thinking like, okay, this thing's hitting me a lot. I'm going to take a beat and heal myself, and then we'll try again. So that's that's what's going on. In case yeah, Laura's metagaming, but Isla still has eyes yeah. in her brain. No, Isla's a genius, actually. <laughs> she's going to dust herself She has off. a... Yeah, what's her intelligence? She has a uh, 15 intelligence. She's fucking oh, wow. so smart. You wouldn't better than I expected. Not bad. Percy is... Yeah, uh, I'm going to say this. The dude who turned his arm into basically a bomb has is smarter than you. So I'm just saying now. I don't know about that. Percy's like an engineer. Percy's like a fucking inventor. Of course he's smarter than me. I'm just just making a joke because the man who's so intelligent, he put a fucking bomb in his arm. Well, also, Percy Percy has, um, how should I say, like, um, what is it it called? (laughs) I know what you're thinking. Don't say it. He has, like, manufactured (laughs) intelligence Uh because he's wearing a thing on his head. Which gives him an unfair advantage. He has a headband of ass intelligence, meaning some of his intelligence is created by magic. Oh, yeah, but like, so is your, so is your fucking, fucking fake, dude. You're so fucking <laughs> He's not fake, fake. Dude. He's still smart. I'm just fake, saying. Dude. Some of us don't have advantages of magical headbands. I'm just saying. Wow. Yeah, you do. Check you have one that makes your privilege. Laura, you have one that makes her, that makes Isla hotter. She has a better, what? she has a charisma headband. It makes her better looking. Shut up. It's called a push-up bra, Josh. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Push up bra, Valori Charisma. I think, I think the Valori Charisma is literally just a push up bra and lip filler. That's all it is. Yes, absolutely. Honestly, that's, oh, that's yes. totally sick. Like Elgrot's headband slot, I flavored as a necklace because I was like, 
I don't want him to have a hat. Yeah, the no. headband stuff like that. I always like, yeah. you just you pish posh flavor that away. That's bullshit. Yeah. Anyways, anyway, move action. You move away. You use your battle strikes boost to avoid attack of opportunity, and then use a move action to remove a potion. You'll have to spend a standard next turn to drink it. All right, that is the end of your turn. A, you're up. Elgaroth, you're on deck. All right, A is just gonna look at this dude. Actually, I have to see the range of this attack. Hmm. Don't disintegrate. We need him. Oh, come on, foe. I don't got any of the spells. Uh, yeah, I don't think A can yeah, cast this spell. The fuck? That would be wild. Um, not yet, anyways. So I will move Check up. It. A will abuse that once she has it. Next level. Nah, I, I'm going to abuse the fuck out of Wish. I'm going to be wishing just ah, wish, wish, wish. Oh wish, my God. Wish, I mean, wish. you can't get wish until you're like, level, you're, until you're like level 16 or 17. So. Yeah, yeah, you're I, a sorcerer. <laughs> I know. I can't wait for Wish. Okay. A is going to move up just beside or just five feet behind Salai. Okay. Not exactly behind her, but like still with like some sight. And uh, she'll uh, reach out her fingers into the air and cast Scorching Ray. Oh, okay. Nice. Well, oh. first of all, go ahead and roll. It's on, it's on the one creature, so we'll roll one attack roll. Well, uh, uh, cast your check first, right? Or do I have to do the... Roll the att- okay, I mean, okay. it doesn't really matter, but let's see if you hit, because if you miss, then we're not going to waste our time. Okay, gotcha. Give me that ranged touch. Fifteen. Mm, Whoa, that was that I know, low? That was really bad, yeah. I mean, it does still hit. Mm-hmm. It's touch Ooh. AC, so it does hit the touch AC. Nice. Thank, thank, uh, that's what I was looking forward to is the touch. But yeah, that was an eight plus three plus five. Oh, hold on. Hold on. I don't know. It is a ranged attack, and you're firing into melee. You do not have precise shot. You will take a minus four. Ooh. Minus four. Correct. No! That's true. Which uh, makes it an 11, which would not hit its touch you AC. You don't have precise shot, correct? I don't. Do yeah. not have yeah. precise shot. Mm-hmm. It's a worthy investment, but yeah. Yeah, especially, I mean, if you sucks. do want to have, like, oh, yeah, I haven't, I haven't really used touch spells until recently. Yeah, it's one of those things you want to be aware of, so... It's ranged attacks. It's not the fact that it's touch, it's the ranged attacks. Ranged attacks, specifically. If you fire them into melee, you well, can have... I mean, it's, it's the only thing, really, is the touch attacks for yeah. these spells. Sure, sure, sure. But yeah, it's one of those things to be aware of, so if you do have choices when there's more than one enemy, go for one that's not fighting somebody else with those things. is better right, for you. well, that's some shit. That is unfortunate. You do expend the spell, but you do... You do miss, Wait. so I apologize. What did you cast? Scorching, Scorching ray. ray. It's a ranged touch attack. Don't you, aren't there three rays? There's yeah. multiple rays. Yeah. I think there are three, there are three separate attacks. Three individual. Look up the spell. Yeah. I'm looking. I'm looking. Yeah, it's a it's a roll for each one. Yeah, actually, it does say yeah, it requires a ranged touch each one, so go ahead and roll a second one. Oh, wow. Nice. But okay. give you a minus four to whatever bonus you have okay. on that, so. That's a natural 18. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that, that one will hit. See if you get the second one. Then you can roll the dice together. You know what I think that I was one's... thinking of? The spell resistance counts for all of them. You don't roll multiple that spell makes... resistance. Oh, really? That's yeah. what we, that, I looked that up. That's what I was thinking of. We looked it up before. Interesting. All right. Just one ray hits. Just one ray. Well, what was the total for the second one? The second one's less than the first roll. It was less than the first one? Yeah. Okay. So one ray hits. Go ahead and roll. Cash level check to overcome spell resistance. Um, before we even know, my caster level uh, check is plus 11. Oh, I thought it was concentration. Okay, cool. No, it's caster level, yeah. Wait, don't you have spell penetration? Fuck. Yeah. So add a plus two. It's a shitty fucking roll, so it's a 17. It's a 17? Yeah. Unfortunately, Fuck. it doesn't overcome its spell resistance. Dang. this round. Dang. Yeah, these things yeah. are resistant to magic, I will say that. It's, I rolled uh, below it's a, a fucking eight on almost everything. All so. I'm saying, it might be a theme for this place. Hint, hint. Um, but that is going to be ah. a move and a standard for you, so you do not deal any damage there. Elgaroth, it is your turn. Then it is the Gearwork Guardian's turn. All right. Let's see Elgaroth. if you can bring it down, dude. Elgroth's actually, um, I did want to move into flanking with Isla, but she's no longer there. So, yeah, oh, I don't I'm think sorry. he has a choice. It's okay. It's My okay. Bad. I was hurting. 
Uh, he is going to. You know what? I have to. I have to play in the long game. He's going to move around to get to try to get into flanking. If and when Isla comes back, okay, he's going to skirt around this creature. I'll come skirt. back. Provoking an attack of opportunity. Skirt. Um. Skirt. This thing. I mean, I'll just say it doesn't have combat reflexes. It has not attempted a. Uh, the last one it did was on Percy, which was the end of last round. So um, it's replenished. Okay, he's going to get exactly on the opposite side of the creature as he is right now. Not flanking with Percy, but one more. Okay. That, oh, interesting. There you go. He's going to look over his shoulder back at Isla and say, Isla, flank with me! He's going to do a move action, and then he's going to do another move action to get into his accurate stance. Ooh. Okay. Well, the initial move action is going to provoke an attack of opportunity. You said he didn't. No, no. I said it didn't use one this round because mm. it doesn't have combat reflexes, so it can only do one. The last one it did was the end of last round with Percy. So okay. we ruled that a long time ago that all attacks of opportunity replenish at the top of the round. So yeah, it'll roll one attack. This won't have power attack on because it... Wait, is that... Is it stay on until the start of your next turn or the end of the round? It stays until the start of your next turn. Okay, so it has to be you on. Have to, okay. You have to turn it off. Right. Okay. Then it is still on. I'm just gonna. This is fun. Do you want the axe or the hammer, dude? It they're, really they're both doesn't fun, matter. So. It doesn't matter. Let's do the axe because it's a. If you get a crit, it'll be more fun. Okay. Well, not necessarily with this one. This is, something's a little bit different. I thought it was uh, times three. It's a great axe. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not a normal great axe. So okay. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. But yeah, maybe, maybe. All right. That is a. Oh, that's only a twenty-six to hit. That's a hit. Okay. Wow. Nice. Hell yeah. Power attack too. Okay. Decent roll there. That is 45 points of slashing damage. That's attack of opportunity. So that's how much after the DR? What's your DR? Nine. 36. 36 then. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, that's two move actions for you though, right? Move around to enable flanking and then uh, accurate stance. All right. It is the Gearwork Guardians turn. What does it want to do this time? What does everybody... Let's see. How far away is everybody from this thing? Yeah. Hmm. It could do that ability, and that would be fun to show it off. Oh, dear. I don't know. Uh, do it, coward. <laughs> yeah, it's not that neat, though. I kind of just want to throw a full attack action at Percy, though. Oh, that's mean. Hey, that's mean. He's standing there. It's... I'm de- I, I'm being fair, like Laura always wants me to. Dish it out to everybody. Don't just oh, focus on one. I mean, I mean is this, has Percy been hurting this guy, or has Elgroth wow. been hurting this guy? I don't know, but it's you're the one. He's the one standing in front of it. Don't talk about facing. Anyways, I'm gonna throw the first attack for the great except Percy. Power attack. I tried Percy. Sorry. That is a 33 to hit. That's a hit. Okay. No. Beautiful. No. That's a pretty good roll on the dice there. 46 points of slashing damage. <laughs> nice. Yuck. And we'll go attack number two at Elgaroth. Fine, you little fucks. Great hammer. Uh, that's going to be a 36. That's a hit. I'm sorry. No, it is a 36. I, re- I read it wrong. Yeah, it is. Jeez Louise, this to hit is ridiculous. It is pretty good. I'll put these custom monsters up on the... Uh, once this arc is over, everybody, for you patrons and for you non-patrons, for listeners, I'll put it up on the website. I'll put all these up there because they're all custom. Uh, okay, that is going to be... This one's heftier. Yikes. 49 points of bludgeoning damage. Ah, shit. God. That's 40 points. God damn. Pretty solid. Pretty solid. Where are you at, Elgaroth? You've taken some chunks. Don't worry about it. Okay. Okay. That's going to be a full attack action for it, though. Percy, you are up. Bottom of round two. Uh, I guess Percy will pull out a short sword and make a full attack action. Does drawing a weapon provoke? No. no. 
It wouldn't she matter anyways because it's he already took one anyway, so it doesn't matter. All right, you're gonna do a full attack action. Yep. Wait, can you draw that that quickly? As a oh, I'm sorry, you're right. Uh, it is a move. It's a bab of one. It's a move action still though. Yeah. Yeah. So you can make uh, one, one attack. attack. Okay. Uh, it's a twenty six to hit with a short sword. That's a miss. Okay. No. That's it. Man, you sure do you want to just shoot this thing and just provoke? Nah, take the uh, take the attack opportunity. That's okay. Okay. Well, that's going to be your why, turn. I don't know why it moved up and then everyone stopped yeah. attacking it. So now I'm a <laughs> fucking sitting duck. I'm hey. sorry. Hey, guys, hold it on, wasn't, on. wasn't what I would have done. I was dying. Hold on. Question. Why can't he do a full attack? It's Because he had to draw his short sword. Yeah, that's a move action to mm. pull it up. It's a free action if you have a quick draw. Doesn't quick draw... Doesn't... Do you oh, have quick draws? I do. I do have that. The feet, the feet doesn't say it's specific to one weapon. No, it says, it's not. Oh, it's wow. Not. Yeah, he is quick draw, so he could do a full attack. Sweet. Yeah, not sure. Gonna, uh, yeah. Make a big difference. It's a fucking. You can make two more attacks, right? Yeah. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Twenty? Does a twenty hit? Nope. No. Uh, all right. Let's try the next <laughs> one. How about a? How about a twelve? <laughs> That's it. No, Wait. Percy's Percy's oh, no. just just doing this one motion, this hacking motion at this thing, and it's like there's this tiny little chip in one of the plates on it, but it hasn't done any real damage to uh, it. Um, yeah, sorry, Perse. Uh, top of round three, Salaya up, Eilir on deck. This Percy, thing's still wait, sitting did you, pretty. Your, did you add your plus one to all melee attacks that you got from drinking that <laughs> priceless yeah. potion that Josh put into our campaign? Shane, you're allowed to rag on people for priceless because you used one literally for role-playing revenge. Yeah, yeah. I fucking am so <laughs> mad about all of that shit. <laughs> hey, man. You're asking Orin if he would give up the best orgasm of his life. <laughs> Is that what he did in front That's of us? That's so fucking weird. He killed a hag, brought her back to life, killed her again, and came. That's yeah. so weird, dude. In his Oren full play, dude. That's super up, gross. He's yeah. fucked up. Oren That's needs nasty. to talk to someone. He's that is so more weird. Fucked up than Elgar. Anyways. He slept in that armor afterwards, too. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Salai, oh you're up. Die. Top of round three. All right. Since you guys insist on getting your ass kicked by this thing, oh, wow. a channel energy for all of you guys. Yes. Hey. Okay. Um, I don't know if Elgaroth is within range. I will scooch to get a little bit in range. Can I actually? I kind of want to like go sideways. You did. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That works. That's fine. Yeah, you're in the middle of everyone now, essentially, but you're still 15 or 20 feet away from the, the construct, so. Okay. All right, roll that channel energy. 76, coming right up. Oh. Hell yeah. Oh my god. This is the worst roll I think you I've ever... You say that every time. Seven? You, honestly, Steph, it's you have said it, you have said it, it many times about your channel rolls. One, two, three, four ones. Nice. Out of roll the better, seven. Dude. We should re-roll ones. As we all know, rolling <laughs> dice is a skill, and Stephanie has not invested any ranks in it. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. I've been saying this for years. <laughs> oh, my God. Shit, shut the fuck up. Orin can't roll above, like, a six. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's why I said fuck this. He's gone now forever. Uh, 19 for everyone. That's it. 19 Sorry. is still solid. 19 is oh, still yeah, solid. That's great. Better than nothing. But Better than Jesus, nothing. I'll that was it. rough. Uh, that's your turn. Moving to standard. Anything else? Swifty or anything? I don't think so. No. Man, you got to get a meta magic rod of quicken and do some swift action spells. All right, Isla, you're up. A, you're on deck. Isla's going to take a potion of cure serious. Right. Go for it. How many D8 is that? Serious is 3D8 
plus five. Okay. 3d8 plus five. 18. I'll take it. And that's my turn. Okay. Well, you can do it. You can move. Fuck. It's worth it. Unless she's just got to play it safe this round, you know. Algaroth is our best chance of kicking this thing in the butt. Okay, fine. I'm going to move to flank with Algaroth and just take the attack of opportunity, I guess. Hold on, time out. I hate to be a stickler, but I'm looking up uh, the spell Cure Serious Wounds. It's a level three cleric spell. It's 3d8 plus one per caster level. So wouldn't it be 3d8 plus three? No, you got to be level five to be able you to cast You have to be a minimum of plus ah, five to cast a level you're right. spell as a cleric. Yeah. Thank you. I forgot that words matter in Pathfinder. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> they are quite important. You guys ever think about the Pathfinder? Literally, if you look at that core rulebook, it's literally just a giant math equation. Use numbers and do a thing. No wonder I hate it. There's a lot to that. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. It's just a big math equation. Anyways, you're going to move in. Mm-hmm. You have one more use of your Battlestrider's boots for the day. You've used it twice. I think. Did you use it during the last combat? I didn't mark down that I did. Why don't you roll an acrobatics to try and avoid the attack of opportunity? Oh, you're right. I can do that. You can. <gasps> Let's do that. God, Laura's. I was so lazy. She's like, why would I do that? I have magic. This is your last time of the day, though. I have magic boots. Why would I roll an acrobatic? Yeah. This is your last time of the day. You've never used this many Battle Strider boots in one combat. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're Batty Strider boots. Thank you very much. Batty Strider boots. That's right. David, stop joking. Laura didn't hear anything I said. I'm so sorry. What did you say? I'm sorry. (laughs) So if you want to move through a threatened area, you just have to roll an acrobatics uh, and uh, meet or exceed the creature's CMD. Oh, good. Let's do that. Right. I love it, CMD. I'm looking at it right now going, this is tight. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to, well, I'm going to attempt it. She's going to move up to flank with Elgaroth. Try to try to do a little dodge or a yeah. little, little shimmy to get little, through that threatened area. She's going to, Isla's straight up shimmying. <laughs> if, you, if you see her, she is full on shimmy. Super uncomfortable for a battle. Uh, 30? Fail. No way. Yes way. Um, Shit. Is this, That's all, what did you roll on the die? Nine. So you have a plus 21. Plus yeah, 20. dude. That's. I'm going to be honest. Um, Would it be impossible for me to beat it? I think it's impossible for you no to beat it. No way. Yeah, yeah looking at it. its CMD right now, this thing is a chonk fucking um, CMD. Jesus is it Christ. still the same round that Elgaroth took his attack of opportunity? No, it started back with Salai. Yeah. Yeah, I'm second in the round. Got it. He's just happened to be taking... He's taking a lot of attack of opportunity at the end of Whatever, the round. Whatever. Just recently. hit me already for But this is the start, sake. so it will be... It will be uh, attack of opportunity for you, but this is the one it's get, it gets, so it won't take other ones later, so you guys can use that to your advantage. Goody. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm going to give you the... I'm going to go Great Hammer. Um, Great. Love that. It had power attack on before. I'm just... We'll just say it's always on. That's easy. Um, which is... Uh, natural one! Yes. That's what not, see. It is not named, Woo. so it just swings and misses, like Sucks completely whiffs. It was the shimmy. Yes. <laughs> well, you're there flanking with Elgroth. Uh, that's going to be your turn. Mm-hmm. Drinking the post, moving in. A, you're up. Elgroth is on deck. Okay. I think <sighs> from where A is standing, she will just center herself, and she'll look more grounded than she ever has, like when she's out and about because she kind of holds herself very sly and she will reach out into the sky and she'll make with her hands a square shape and this huge metallic spiked object will appear above this creature because I'm conjuring deadfall. (gasps) What? Deadfall? When did you get the spell conjure deadfall? When I leveled up. Oh, Oh, you didn't tell us about this. This is a secret one. 
Okay, I will say it does also allow for spell resistance. So uh, I've never heard of this there, but it's gonna. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead and roll spell resistance, and we'll see if I we'll see if we even get to do this. Natural nineteen for a total of plus thirteen thirty two. It does overcome. What this is a fifth level spell, as you guys know, as I have told you, when spells overcome these construct spell resistance, it lowers their spell resistance by the level of the spell. Ooh, that's right. So its spell resistance just went down by five. No, I'm sorry, it's a sorcerer spell by four. Excuse me. It's a fifth level mega permanently. Yeah, until this one gets like fixed. By a gearsmith. Yeah. So okay. that's pretty tight. Nice. Dope. That's really dope. Yeah. So conjure deadfall. This is a. This has two gigantic paragraphs. So I. I I'll. You want me to read it? Let's go for it. Yeah. Okay. It's gigantic. So. So you conjure a large metallic cube covered in sharp spikes. It's like some Mario shit. Thwomp. That's what it. That's good. That is good. If you conjure the block so that it appears in midair, it immediately plummets downward onto all creatures. It's literally Mario. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you cast the spell, <laughs> when you cast the spell, you select the size of the square area you wish it to affect. If you choose to create a deadfall over a single five foot square, the block deals one d six points of bludgeoning damage per caster level to each creature in the area. A deadfall over ten feet is one d six points of bludgeoning damage per two caster levels. So it basically divides as it gets larger and larger. Only creatures that are on the outer edge of the area affected by a Conjure Deadfall spell can attempt reflex saves to avoid the effect. Uh, creatures whose space does not touch the edge of the Deadfall do not receive a save. So, I will say, if you make a 10-foot cube, all of them, all your... Just five. Just a five-foot cube. Just a five-foot cube. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you could... You, there is a way you could place it. It's just barely you could place it where it wouldn't make anybody roll a reflex save because one of them's on a corner, which mm-hmm. I won't count. I don't think that counts. But yeah, you just conjure this massive metal cube spiked and you drop it down. But it has a reflex save. Does get a reflex save to negate. Reflex negates. Yeah, I didn't reflex see that, but whatever. Negates? It's save or suck, so we'll yeah. see. That's insane. I know. Yes, we'll see. I'm sure its reflexes aren't great. It says C-Text, so hold on. Only creatures that are on the outer edge oh. of the area affected by a Conjure Deadfall oh, spell can attempt. Right. So, I mean, he is, like, in a weird way because it's a five-foot cube, but it's literally landing on him, so I don't think he actually gets oh, the reflex so. save. It's landing on it, so you don't get a reflex save. Oh, so wow. just roll. Um, It's going to be 1d6 points of bludgeoning damage per two caster levels. No, no per one. Level. Per one. Yeah. It's 11d6. Oh, so it's 11d6. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, kudos, Josh. I think that was a good rolling and also in our favorite. So kudos. Okay, so the Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's not standing on the outer edge. It's under it. Yeah. So uh, I mean that's only forty six for for eleven d six. So forty six damage. Nice. Um, total. Is there any bonus on top? I don't think so. Right. I don't think so. I think it's flat. Yeah, it's flat. Oh my okay. Um, no, that was fucking sick. That's still good. I know. It's, it's not terrible. Yeah, it's not terrible. Um, also, yeah, could we do an Arcana check on this? Uh, sure. Go ahead and roll a Knowledge Arcana. Yeah, you. <laughs> All you guys are standing here. I actually think Percy, Elgroth, and Isla probably thinks this thinks this is like part of the mechanisms in here because this big metallic block just appears out of nowhere and falls on this thing. I can't even imagine what's going through your heads because that's not <laughs> something like, you've what? ever seen a do. What happens to the middle block? It just dis- disappears. Yeah, it probably dissipates. Yeah, I don't imagine it stays in place. Yeah, it's conjuration chain, so it probably just dissipates. I I rolled a natural five, so it's an eighteen for uh, an eighteen. Mm. Hopefully at least one piece. No. Unfortunately, you don't get shit. 
Yikes. No! Uh, the DC is what? It's 15 plus the CR? Depends on the rarity of the it creature. It depends on the rarity. So a common monster is 5 plus the CR, a normal monster is 10 plus the CR, or, and a rare monster is 15 plus the CR. Yikes. And that gets harder and harder because you guys are getting higher levels, so everything's yeah. uh, a chunk. Sweet. Um, uh, that's just a standard action. Do you want to uh, want to move? Nah. Nah? Okay. Mm-hmm. So what a random thing. I, I like just a little fun thing here, guys. With the, the material component, which you don't need because you're a sorcerer with a shoe materials, which you don't, if it's not a valuable material, you don't need it. But the material component here is a fistful of mithril tax. What? <laughs> it's always fun to look at the material components. Mithril tax. Yeah, I love I love looking at the material components when like oh, yeah. especially thinking about like wizards who they have to like he has to pull out a fistful of tax out of his spell pouch. Just fun to think about. <laughs> or pull Anyways. out like a, a little pinch of bat poop. Yeah, for for uh, fireball, right? For fireball, it's bat water. Yeah, yeah, back well, no, no. Yes. Random. Uh, all right, that's going to be A's turn. No, no movement, right? No movement. Okay, Elgroth, you are up. The Guardian is after you. <laughs> you guys have put some hefty, uh, hefty bits of damage into this thing. It's, uh, it's, it's looking hurt, but not, not quite going down. Hefty bits. Come on, sugar. Elgroth smiles this maniacal smile and says, <laughs> "You're gentlemen! And he activates his boots of speed. Nice. Oh no. Oh, and no. does a full round hasted attack. Fuck me. It's four attacks, huh? What yeah. the F? And with nice. the, oh my God, with the flanking and the haste, oh, you get an additional plus three to hit. Fuck me. Ooh, All right. Baby. Just give it, just, just get it over with. Am I flanking? Yeah. You yeah. I really love yeah, it with Isla. you. Oh, you're back. I'm Noise. back, baby. Back. All right. Here we go. I'm back, bro. <laughs> All right. Oh my God. Andrew's dice. Don't fail me now. Natural one. Natural one, eight. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Fucking loser. For a 51. For a 51. Wait, I'm sorry. (laughs) What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. You have a plus 34 to hit? I have a plus 31. Plus oh, Matt. Nice. Yeah. Matt, I'm, uh, <laughs> I do math real good. Um, uh, uh, that, uh, that, uh, that misses. 31 plus 18 is 49. 49 no. plus 2 for flanking. Is no, it gets a, oh, it gets a plus, plus 20 shield bonus. <laughs> oh, my God, Joshua. He, he's immune to bullshit. You're wasting he's everybody's to, time. He's immune to bullshit. Yeah, it hits. Give me the damage, you fuck. <laughs> I hate you. All right. This monster hasn't even gotten to move. It will never move. Elgroth takes six points of damage. Oh, God. Tragic. That's the most he's ever taken from his own attacks. And this creature takes 38 points of damage. Uh, Nice. Next attack. (laughs) Attack number two out of four. All right, dude. Give me the second one. Oh, four, seven. 400 to hit. Yeah. For a 35. That's a hit. Wah, wah, wah. It's not even fun anymore. I'm having a great time. Yeah, I'm, I'm really <laughs> enjoying myself, actually. Elgaroth takes three points of damage. Elgaroth. And this creature takes 48 points of damage. <laughs> oh, my 48? God. 48. 48. <laughs> 
What All even right, is man. This? You're standing behind this thing, and you bring down one slice, crack across the back, another slice, crack, and whatever kind of, you see whatever kind of constructed metallic spinal cord, in a sense, that holds up the overall body of this thing. It severs, and you watch this thing begin to fall to the ground, and you hear a familiar sound. And Percy, you can see from your angle the gem in the chest begins to glow and pulse. And you need to figure out how you're supposed to use this tool to turn this thing off. And we'll have you roll that knowledge engineering after the break. Ah! Ah! Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Hey there, everybody. It's your friendly neighborhood game master, Josh, here. And thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the pod called Quest. And thank you all for your patience on the release of this one. I wasn't feeling 100% this week, and so editing took a little bit longer. But we're here with you now. And, hey, you get a nice, long, nearly three-hour episode. So really, just a few things to go over here, everybody. As you heard at the start of the episode, our Patreon benefit, Boons and Blights, is changing a little bit. They are now fully taking over how Hero Dice works. So remember, for patrons $5 and up, you can find a link to the submission form over on the Patreon. That form will have full instructions on how they work as well. And of course, if you have any questions, pop into the Discord. There is a Hero Dice Effects channel where you can talk to other patrons, bounce ideas off of them, or even reach out to me. You can go ahead and tag me if you have any questions regarding of how the effects work or if you need any clarification. So, for our $5 and up folks, head on over to patreon.com slash podcalledquest. Click on the submission link. Get your new effects in now. And if you're interested in getting in on the fun, become a patron yourself once again patreon.com slash pod called quest well if you've been paying attention you probably noticed we put out some new art recently we actually got some really great new art done of the thanes by artists that i've been following for a few years now frank calico we're super excited about it and we're going to be putting it on a bunch of new merch we're still waiting for samples to come in but those should be going up on the merch store in just a couple weeks so if you're interested keep your ear to the ground we'll make sure to let everybody know whether it's on an episode or on social media when those are live for purchase. Really excited. We'll probably be posting pictures of the samples as they come in. But if you haven't checked out the new art, head over to the website. We should be posting the individual pieces as well as the entire work on socials in the coming weeks. So get excited for that. And finally, it would be strange if I didn't shout out the fact that we have officially hit, at least in the next few days, our three-year anniversary. It's really amazing to me that we've actually made it this far and that we've been podcasting and sharing our story with you for that long. I mean, we've released over 150 episodes while we're only on episode 68 here with quest side story and way the rusty dragon we've done over 150 and i didn't know if we'd ever even make it this far so for all of you who have been with us for the beginning or if you jumped on just recently thank you so much for all the support over the last three years and we can't wait to keep telling stories and bringing them to you guys for the years to come so happy three-year podcast anniversary to all of us and to all of you thank you all so much for the amazing three years of support. As always, a huge shout out to Sirenscape, Larian Studios, The Game Kitchen, CD Projekt Red, and Owlcat Games for the use of their awesome sound effects and music. You can check out them as well as all the other composers whose music we use via Creative Commons at podcalledquest.com music and in each and every episode show notes. And of course, please go check out causecalledquest.com. There are a number of really great causes on there with links to get yourself informed and if you can, to 
donate. With the recent utterly inhumane overturning of abortion rights in America, we've added a link to a number of different abortion funds that you can donate to in order to help people across the country get the reproductive health care that they are entitled to. So check that out at causecalledquest.com. All right, folks, that's it for me here. Once again, thank you all for the amazing three years of podcasting. Let's get you all back into this extra special late but long episode of the Pod Called Quest. Thank you all once again for listening and a huge giant shout out to our patrons for donating. We will see you all right back here in two weeks on Friday, July 15th for episode 69. (laughs) Nice. Have a good weekend, folks. everybody welcome back the first thing i know that everybody wants to dive in and and see what this role is going to be like but i realized during the break i was thinking about it i realized we got to talk about some other things i didn't do up front i gotta do it it's gotta happen this episode it's gotta happen yeah we've been bad we've been real bad foz foz knows i was talking to him about it we've been a bad podcast (laughs) what are you gonna do to us bad bad (laughs) podcast you're gonna play us slow or you're gonna speed us up to 25 what are you wearing (laughs) Point two five speed. Oh my god! <laughs> the way Shane's really up on the mic there yeah, is—it's really, really sensual. <laughs> yeah, jeez. <laughs> he also he also set it down like this, like way down. Mm. <laughs> oh man! But really, um, so every month we're supposed to have a Patreon hero die poll up on the Patreon for our ten dollar and up patrons. And generally, we're pretty good about that. But the last couple months, we've been kind of renegotiating how hero dice are going to work, as we talked about earlier in the episode. And uh, we uh, uh, we forgot. We forgot for two months. <laughs> we forgot. Uh, we're dum-dums. And so just stupid little dum-dums. So we're going to we're going to go ahead and just be good about that from now on. I honestly don't remember the last time we even handed out a hero dice from the Patreon. And I feel really shitty about that. And so what I'm going to do just to just to kind of round it out, just to just to figure out, I don't know who used who was supposed to get one. I don't know who was going to get one from the last two months. I'm just going to say this. Everybody gets one. Oh, yeah. Wow. It's like the really? Oprah. Yeah, I'm going to give each of you. You get a hero, you get a hero dice and you get a hero dice oh and God. you get a hero oh dice. God. But Laura doesn't get one. <laughs> no, you get one. I never get a hero die. That's because Isla got a hero die before me. Isla exists. That's not in true. Isla has gotten hero dice. It's you. You're just mad that Locke never got. One. Locke never got a hero die. Wait, she yes, she did. It. Did she not? She did. She did. Yeah. We checked. She I could have swore she did. Not from the patrons. Maybe from Josh. Everyone oh. hates Locke. It's fine. No, I was dog shit about handing out hero dice on Quest Side Story. I liked Locke. Maybe I just like you, Stephanie Laura. Liked her. Aw, thanks, Steph. But yes, everyone mark down. You have a hero die. Woo. These are all these are all patron hero dice. Thanks, patrons. The patrons. My apologies for being a te- being terrible at managing the Patreon. And, and yeah. It's been a tough year, man. <laughs> yeah. It's been a weird time, dude. Um, but it's okay. We're making it work, and it'll be good for June. By the time this goes up, the June one will be done, but the July one will be up. So go ahead and make sure you go vote on that for if you're $10 or not patron. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you want to get involved and you're not a $10 patron, go upgrade or uh, join. Patron accomplished Paco Quest. Anyways. Yes. You guys just defeated this big gearwork guardian, this big, like, golden metallic construct. And, uh... It started to explode. 
and uh, Percy's here trying to figure out how he can how he can stop it from exploding with his new little handy, you know, sonic screwdriver. I'm scared. Yes. yes. <laughs> Foz, why don't you go ahead and roll that knowledge engineering for me? Question. Yes. May I use my gloves ability to get a plus five bonus when using mechanical tools? Let's see. They're they're the engineer's work gloves. Um, the wearer also gains a plus five competence bonus on craft and knowledge checks made to repair or understand mechanical device. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Take a take a plus five. Yeah, go for that. Sick. Oh, this is going to be juicy. That Hope so. Juicy. We're going to need it. Yeah, don't fuck it up. Thirty five. Hey, okay. Okay, mister. Uh, Yes, it was a DC 26. Yes, you you, you smashed it. So um, as you see this uh, glowing orb uh, begins to uh, oscillate and the same exact process you saw some of the smaller creatures go through previously. As you go ahead and look up at this thing, uh, you panic because you don't don't know how this thing works. You don't know how to fix this. And as you look at the, this almost enclosure, that this gem sits into this this uh, this concave sort of uh, recess that this gem sits in, in the chest of this creature. Uh, you notice there's like a little slot, almost like a keyhole, but slightly different shape. And you immediately just start flipping through the different tools and adjusting, trying to make them work. And eventually, one of them does click, and you hear as the power of this thing wanes away and powers down and this giant metallic humanoid just takes a knee where it's at and leans forward as the gem actually goes to start rolling out of the recess in its chest. Uh, oh. Percy will drop the tool and attempt to catch it real quick. Yeah, you're you're able to do that. It's no, not a problem. It's uh, How big it's, is it? Uh, it's like bigger than a softball, but like smaller than a soccer ball. Cool. You know, somewhere in there. Does that make sense? Yeah. Is there a ball that's like somewhere in there? I can't think of one. Uh, like a big, like a big bocce ball. Sure. Yeah. That's how you imagine Everyone the weight. Knows how big th- those are? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> bocce ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah think about like. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you you catch it, and it's it's like faintly glowing in your hand, but it didn't it did not explode. Guys, look, we did it. I got it. <sighs> thank the gods. <laughs> I'm not afraid of any man or machine. <laughs> oh, thank you, Elgaroth. <laughs> um, before we head out, do any of you guys need help? Elgaroth looks at his skin. No, I'm fine. He didn't take any damage. I wouldn't mind a little help. Okay, so I'm going to use two channels to start, and then you guys can let me know how that goes. Cool. Give me one second. All right. That total comes out to 50. 50. Hell yeah. I'm back to full. Thank you, Stephanie. You're very welcome. Thank God. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Very good. And then Shane, you said you were good. Okay, cool. Sweet. And then A and I did not see a scratch. Yeah, not yet. Oh, God. (laughs) Okay, now I'm scared. Thanks. Just wait. Watch, we have to fight 298 dwarves. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I'm surprised Shane remembered that number. There are exactly 298 dwarves. Nice. I knew I should have taken Cleave. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Jeez, man. Oh, but we yeah, just don't you guys fight more than one thing very often. It seemed hey. like a bad choice. 
That's not true. It was hyper-specific. This feels like a personal attack. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> you guys are left here in this large, like, high-ceilinged workshop. You can see in this space, this there's these almost these gantries and these hydraulic lifts um, surrounding you. It looks like this one was originally hanging on one as, as it, it almost so it could be elevated into the air and be worked on by other gearsmiths or engineers. There's other robotic parts lying around. There's plenty of other workspaces and almost what look like maybe offices, uh, as well as like some further like hallways and little like almost alleyways in a sense, further into the gearworks here. Um, if you refer to Roll20 in the big, gigantic, massive map, I've dubbed calling it the mistake. <laughs> the mistake. <laughs> the map steak. The yeah, map the steak. map steak. <laughs> map steak. Now I'm hungry. No, now I just want to eat a steak. A dustbin. Uh, you can uh, see that there's some area you could explore should you want to. Just for the listeners, uh, I don't know. Maybe Josh has, you know, added some extra stuff to this. Uh, fog of war just to throw us off but it looks like we've uncovered about a tenth of this map mm-hmm. a tenth. yeah let me let oh me zoom God. out and see what i can tell you what i think it is um <laughs> i think tenth is actually being pretty generous there are sections there are sections of this that i do not intend to be explored and some of them that are blocked off and i'm including them in my yeah. You know, my estimation. You could you could push your way in if you wanted to. Oh lord. But there are other things, you know, we'll we'll see. We'll we'll, we'll work through uh I will say a huge portion of that is behind those locked doors. Yeah. So like that's not necessarily something that's going to be like let's go explore where the dwarves have been living, you know what I mean? Uh which you could, you can, <laughs> you know, once you get this all no, solved and everything. Die. So let me get this straight. Just just let me make sure I have this correct. Yeah. You made a gigantic dungeon. No, I didn't make it. I, I, I'm a patron of Milby's Maps. Blame Milby. You made Milby, bro. a gigantic dungeon where we have no, to roll every hour for radiation poisoning. Are you trying to kill us? I don't know. Maybe you should just have your cleric use delay poison communal or something. Yeah, that actually. There you go. Even then, the I, the I just think you you don't well, like us. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh no, I, I don't. looked at it, and delay poison communal would help, but it wouldn't last very long. Like it, I would only give us like Damn two it. hours. Yeah. See. Uh, Anyway, that's it's fine. something though. That's more time we get to spend. It this is two hours there, an hour from the yeah. clean thistle. Like you know. Yeah. Yeah. And We're just buying time, man. Times. We're just buying time. I was going to say, because we've already spent like four, what, five hours in this place? Something like that. Yeah. So, I don't remember the exact number. Oof. For how many times we've rolled, I feel like it's been about that. So, like, I was looking at it. It made me feel less bad because I was like, ah, like that wouldn't, like, I mean, it would have helped, but it would have still been rough. I mean, I would have had to prepare multiple times. So there's that, but. Yeah. But yeah, you guys are free to, you can go back to the doors right now or, uh, <laughs> I'm hesitant. Take some time. We only needed one, right? Correct. So should we go back? Here's the thing. I feel like if we go back and we let the doors out now, um, it's going to be a lot more weird when we keep exploring and they're all watching us take their shit. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> very, You're right. very good point. They already suspect True. that we're doing that, right? I know, but it's going to be weird, weirder when they see us do it. <laughs> They've been waiting 300 years, some bullshit like that. They can What's win. a couple more days going to be? <laughs> I mean, we also, I mean, our whole goal here is to find the thing that we came for. We're not just trying to loot everything. So, some of us are. Oh my God. Well, 
Yeah. Okay, but let's back that it up. Will not do. Have we found anything useful so far? No. Not really. Yeah. We found like what are you talking about? <laughs> you found a, a literal fortune. Okay, yes. Yes, what besides money. Besides Why am money. I forgetting? Like thousands of all the ore. Yeah. We found oh, money. Oh, yeah. You found like six months of union wages That's in a vault. right. I remember that now. I remember that now. Well, I just know, remember all of the other really interesting buildings that like sounded like we were going to find cool shit and then we went inside. I, and and it was like storage for things we yeah. didn't care about. No, there this was stuff a, with like armor and stuff like that. It's just like a city isn't literally decked. You know, it's not like a Christmas tree of magic. But I, it is a massive city. Yeah. And there has to be something. A fuck ton of magic. We, here. we found the fortune, man. Yeah. We'll, we'll I mean, come back when we can handle the the poison. Imagine how many magic items are in, like, Rigel alone. I don't give a shit. I want to get the yeah, fuck out of this dungeon. Hope, I mean, if you could just incapacitate <laughs> the uh, Fitzelrics, I mean, you have a fortune right there. Yeah. That's one it's fucking like a, store they have in like, one city. It's like a multi-million gold business. Yeah. So there's got to be good shit here. The but we don't, we don't have space. I thought, sh- you know, Oren's got the fucking other bag until we get another bag. What's I the point? Andy Haversack. We could go back to the house and empty shit. We already did that. Yeah, well, I mean, we can carry stuff on our person, too. Yeah. All right, well, let's at least explore where we're at in the Gearworks. Start there. Look around. Okay, um, go ahead uh, to start. Um, let's have you roll a perception check and maybe point me in the direction you want to go over on roll 20. Elgarot's always, he's always eating Percy. Sweet. I'm just like, I'm going to put this dice down because auto pass. Go ahead and give me those perception checks. Just call it out. That's a 16, baby. 28 for Percy and Elgarot. Sorry, Elgarot. It's okay. Mine doesn't need to be said. Mine's like Oh no, now I need to hear it. Seven or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> so I got a 14. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> we have cool. perceived all. Well, okay, with the 28, you guys begin to explore these different workshops and offices, essentially. A number of these offices look like they're just filled with blueprints. Percy, go ahead with, for these blueprints. Um, roll a knowledge engineering for me. Okay. I'm, uh, your gloves won't apply for this. Uh, they're like schematics man, and blueprints and stuff. Garbaggio. <laughs> My fave. 21. 21. Even, with, with the 21, man, I will say, like, all of these devices, even from what you've seen of these like gearwork constructs and some of the tech that you've seen uh, since you've been like going here towards Cadmograd on this quest, uh, a lot of these seem like uh, I'll say that they're um, they're uh, they're lofty. They're um, they're they're really they're really they're really reaching for the stars on these. Some of the designs are things that d- don't really make any sense. They seem like they're really really like just vamping on ideas of what they could build with some of their tech, like needless. Yeah, needless things like um, you even see like what, what, which I mean, we have these in real life, but you see like it almost looks like some kind of uh, clockwork or gear work, I guess, in this instance, like like beard trimmer. And it has like what? a big X through it. Like just, what a terrible idea. We're dwarves. <laughs> They're uh, just and, showing and off. Things like that of just like, I, I don't think that uh, you're like, I don't know if these were like serious designs. Some of the ones you've seen, you do see some other ones, uh, you maybe rifle through some of the blueprints and you find some basic mechanical instructions on like some of the components to some of the gearwork stuff you've seen, some of the hydraulic limbs and stuff like that, you actually find some of the blueprints. You can't really understand them very well, but you can tell what they are. Can I take a take a smattering of them? The things that I think uh, Zillion might be able to, you know, have some more insight into. Yeah, if you want to take like uh, how, many, how many do you want to grab? Maybe like ten different ones that I think are cool. Sure. Yeah, you can take those and roll them up, wad them up into your backpack. Yeah. 
<laughs> First, he just takes these priceless things and just... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fine. Just stuff them in there. It's fine. Shalai, you have an extra scroll case I could have? Scroll case? I, don't, I have my scroll case. I got scrolls in there, though. Can I, can I put these in there for, for a second? For a second? <laughs> Wait, how many things are you trying to put in there? Just ten is fine. <laughs> Oh God! Can I fit like 10? 10, 10 two by three pieces of like blue paper? That, would that, that would that fit, Josh? With what I have, I don't know how much the scroll case can really carry. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be a tight squeeze. Maybe it'll make retrieving a scroll like you know, like oh no, like a like a standard action. God damn it, Josh! I, I mean, I'm just if kidding, it makes no. you, feel- I'm kidding. No, it's moving. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's so gritty. I very rarely use my scrolls in, in combat. combat yeah, so. That's true. I actually wouldn't mind if that was... <laughs> that might be the most petty GMP <laughs> in the history of Pathfinder. Oh, uh, yeah. Now your, your, your scroll case is too full. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so these are the Dwarven Ima- Imagineers then, right? Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yay. Yeah, I mean, they would take offense, but, you know. As you go ahead and, and rifle around in, in, in a few other different rooms, once again, like, a lot of these have, like, big, like, mechanical pieces of stuff they're just working on. It looks like there's a lot of intricate work that goes into all the various components, and you can tell the different workshops seem like different people dedicated to specific parts of the gearsmith craft. There's a whole smattering of different people, uh, whether it's, you know, the folks who actually forge and shape the metal, whether it's the people who specifically work on the weapons that are attached to these things, or maybe even just working on the hydraulics that that motivate them, or some of the internal systems that the heart sparks power in order for them to move. Um, You see a whole bunch of these. There's plenty of things you could take, but it's all just like random mechanical bits. If you want to take like Gearworks supplies, there's stuff that you could take. It's just like, it's all heavy, big stuff, um, but you could grab some of it if you wanted to take like, you know, like in Elder Scrolls where you're like, oh, I have like Dwemer parts. Like you could take some of those if you wanted to for these perfectly viable. It's just all big and it's all pretty chonk and heavy. Yeah, I don't think, I mean, I can't really afford to carry anything um, like that. I don't think. I don't, have, that's fine. I don't have the space. I could, but I want to be smart about how I choose to carry yeah. Can I roll an appraise just to see what, what they're worth? Sure. Can I also aid him? Oh. I do aid. Uh, that helps. 18. 18. Yeah, it's a little bit difficult for you to precisely appraise these because you just have no reference. Yeah, true. Like, there's there's no way to know how much something's, like, really valued at because it's not something that's, like, sold, you know? It's not something that's, like, is available. Not yet. <laughs> oh jeez, man! Yeah, God. flood, flood the market. <laughs> jeez, Percy, let let me put guns into the world. Let me put like very adequate robots into the world. Percy's the first. He's the first human to identify as an NFT. Oh God! <laughs> he's the first Terminator. But I would say you can probably estimate. Like, we'll just we'll make this easy. Uh, for like every pound of this that you were to take, you're probably your estimates that every pound's probably worth like maybe a hundred gold just from the fine craftsmanship and the materials and stuff. So they're probably worth way more when they're put together into a actual functioning mechanism. But for um, just like literally the pieces, probably about a hundred gold a pound. Well, I'll take 10 pounds then. I'll take nice. 10 pounds. Okay. 10 pounds of just say like gear work parts is fine. Good call. I have a feeling there's not going to be a ton of magic in the gear works based on the name and principle. Yeah. 
So maybe we could just do a quick pass through here. We don't have to like yeah. heavily like get into shit. We could just be like, hey, hey, is there any magic in this room? Yes, no. All right, later. Um, if there is like an artificer's district or something like that, though, or like a mage's college or some shit, that yeah. might be where the money's at. Are you guys searching the area with detect magic? Yes. <laughs> Thank you, David. Yes. How long do you guys want to spend? You want to explore the whole area with detect magic? Probably take you about an hour. So you we want to spend three seconds every sixty feet. What? what? Pardon? <laughs> I do think How do you we should. That? Uh... <laughs> Why don't we just get here, guys? This I'm going to make this easy for you. Um, it's it's not a particularly huge place, but in order to like do a thorough look over, I will say you can search the whole place pretty well if you just take an hour. Which you'll we... just have to roll. A, you'll have to roll a fortitude save at the end. Perfect. Mm. Does that sound like a deal for you guys? That so we yeah. great. Streamline this a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take yeah. it. I like that. Okay. Sounds sketchy, but I like okay. it. Okay. <laughs> well, with Percy's perception check and A's detect magic, you do encounter a few things that seem magical. Oh my God. So the first thing you notice while Percy's like loading like 10 pounds of these like gears and other parts into his bag, A, he actually picks up what looks like what is basically like an arm with a sword attached to it, but only really like the very end of an arm, essentially. And as he picks it up, you can tell it has a magical aura. Mm. And actually, as you stare at it, it has moderate necromancy. Oh, shit. Uh, what? That's interesting. Moderate and it, is it just on the sword or with the arm yeah. as well? It's the whole thing. Oh, wow. Whole thing Holy the- shit. What did you find? Yeah, what? That's so weird. Is there another check I can do real fast? Yeah, you roll spellcraft to identify. I'm going to age you. Um, uh, to identify the, com- the what is it? The uh, attributes of a magic item. It's 15 right. plus the caster level. Okay. I age you. What's a- your spellcrafting modifier? Mine? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty high. I think it's like 20. Uh, A has uh, skill focus in spellcraft. Okay. <gasps> I And I age you, yeah. If you didn't add that already. Well, that's a 40. <laughs> yes. Um, this, it was a DC 22, so it's not it. Same catch. Oh, I would have auto-passed. <laughs> this is what's called a clicking blade. Clicking blade? What? Yes. What? <laughs> so um, adapted from the weapons of clockwork soldiers, this plus one keen short sword is modified with ticking clockwork components. Techno magical internal mechanisms help the blade strike true when it would otherwise deliver a glancing blow. What? Once per day, when the wielder deals sneak attack or precision damage with this weapon, she can re-roll the sneak attack or precision damage dice after the damage is rolled, but before the damage is applied. When the damage dice are re-rolled with this ability, they are reduced by one step. So um, basically goes from like D6s to D4s or D8s to D6s or whatever. So it allows you to like re-roll stuff. And I don't understand. And it's like, what kind of slot does it use? It's a short sword. It's a plus one keen short sword. Wow. There's an arm attached to it? No, it's like the base of the arm. Like it looks like this was meant to be attached to like other automatons, Uh but you could wield it. Wow, that's wild. Oh, that's it's like a Lego sword. It's just a peg you uses the handle. Yeah, it's me- it looks like it's meant to like <laughs> screw in. That's oh, sick. I see. But you could wield it. Totally, totally. Like, Percy, you pick, you're proficient with martial weapons. If Ace has anything, you're just like, you're like, yeah, it's balanced. Great. It's it awesome. acts, as a, acts as a what? It's a plus one keen short sword along with the other abilities. That's sick. Tight. Mm. But the fact that it's with necromantic energy on it. Yeah, I think the necromancy is purely because it lets you like re-roll something. I think that's part of it. Uh, I don't know. It's just it's an actual Pathfinder item. So I just yeah. that's pretty cool. I'm just doing what they told. None me. of us do. Do any of us do precision damage? 
I don't. I Laura things. does, I do. but she can't do it with a short sword. Oh, that's right. No, only piercing weapon. Yeah. All right. Well, that's how much is it worth? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's worth about 10K. Oh my God. What? If we sold it? 10K and change. No, if you sold it, it'd be like 5K. Still dope. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'll take it. Let's yeah, stow that shit. I'll put it in the bag. I don't know. My initial inclination in upon finding this was, oh, here's another attachment for Percy's arm. I was like, this would be cool. Yeah, serious. That would be sick. I know. That's when I saw this item. I was like, I'm putting this in and I'm going to just tell you that. I'm not even going to let you not yeah. think about it. I'm going to tell you. It would take, t- you'd have to adapt it. But I'm like, that would be sick though. Pull it out and like, quick, 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 quick. And now you're like the, you're fucking, what's the guy from uh, Shang-Chi? Oh my God, yes. Razor Fist? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Goodness. Yes. Oh my God. If you think about it, Percy's just making it harder on himself to use different weapons. If he still had his regular hand, he would just, he could just drop his gun and pick up a sword. He wouldn't have to screw it and unscrew it all the fucking time. Nah, but this way. But then he wouldn't yeah. be Mega Man. Okay. <laughs> Who knows, dude? We're going to get Percy with the grappling hook hand. We're going to get Percy with the Ooh. fucking, the, the shoot, the punt, like his metal fist hand. You know, like there's going to be so many things. <laughs> like on a big spring. I yeah. can't wait. Harpoons, boring, you know? Boring. <laughs> Just going fishing with Percy and his harpoon arm. Oh, man. He could be Percy's scissor hands with some finger attachments. He's going to keep like snacks and stuff in there. (laughs) He could be the group hairstylist. He can shoot fireworks for us. Okay, we get it. Percy has a cool hand. (laughs) Anyways. All right. Are we done looting and appraising and all the things? Well, that's just one thing. I mean, you guys are going to take the whole hour to look around. You'll find plenty of stuff. Oh, there's more, is there? Plenty of stuff, dude. Plenty of stuff to look around. What else? What else? So you do find uh, there is a room where you find a a number of things made. It looks like they're made uh, for gold plating. And you find about seven gold ingots. Oh, well, well, well. How much are those worth? Um, an ingot's about five pounds, and I think a pound of gold's worth about a hundred gold. Holy shit! So ingot is worth that's, uh, about th- it's about thirty five hundred gold. Total that's a lot of moolah. Gold ingot, yeah. Uh, write it down. El- I was gonna say Elgaroth. Thank you, Elgaroth. I also have on my sheet a bunch of gold jewelry. You never told us how much that was. Ooh. I think we need to appraise it, didn't we? Probably need to get it appraised, yeah. Uh, probably. I can yeah, appraise uh, it. Real quick. We'll you have to, to talk about where that's from. I don't remember where that's from, guys. To be honest, it's from here. Is the last thing I had my in, my inventory. I think it was probably in, maybe in that bank. No, just kidding. That was the union. I don't remember. I haven't edited that episode yet, so I'll get back to you. <laughs> We're gonna be in here for a while before you can sell stuff, so I'll get back to you. All right. In that room, a you do notice another very small and faint little glow of illusion magic. Uh oh. Looks like it's uh looks like it's sitting on a shelf off to the side. Well, I definitely approach. Yeah, it looks like a tiny gold and brass beetle. Huh. Does it look to be clockwork as well? Uh, roll knowledge arcana. Okay. Will it transform? I mean, you could just roll a spellcraft if you wanted to like actually check out the... Because it is a magic thing if you want to do that. Okay, yeah, we'll do the, the spellcraft first. That is a 33. It's an easy... It's a DC 19. This is a clockwork bug. Wow. So this fine brass and gold construct is made to look like a beetle and is sometimes painted in green, brown, or gray camouflage. This is not. This is just like plated in gold. A clockwork bug can record all nearby sounds within a 20-foot radius spread onto a low-quality gemstone worth 10 gold. 
which is embedded in its body. Dude. The bug can record up to one hour of sound, which must be continuous. I will say this. It's really similar to the Clockwork Spy yeah. you guys encountered yeah. West Side Story, mm -hmm. but this one cannot move. You attach it to something. Mm. So it's like, remember like Spider-Man's like, you know, he like throws yeah. a little like spider bot or whatever and it attaches to like a bad guy. This is that essentially. Nice. Cool. Or a little I've, spy bot. Yeah, I for sure want to keep this. Hell yeah, but no. it can't move around and it can only record up to, I think, an hour of sound. Yeah. Don't even care. That'll come in handy. I feel it. Mm -hmm. For sure. Absolutely. It's worth about 1100 gold. Ooh. Don't care. We're yeah. keeping it. Yeah. It's a nifty little thing. Keeping it. It's a fun little thing. Oh, yeah. Cool. Well, A will turn to whoever's in the room and say, I've. I found a beautiful little spy. And she'll kind of hold it like she wants it. <laughs> That's pretty cool looking. Hmm. Who do you think is spying on us? Oh, should we listen back? Maybe there's something on the gem. It's not a bad idea. I'm actually even kind of curious to see what yeah. the last thing it recorded was. I'm, I'm not sure we have the tools to listen to it. How does it work? It doesn't have playback, right? It's like the way the zillion use the other things, right? Like for the spies. Like you need like a something to like translate that, the stones, right? Yeah, there's like a way to do it. I can't I remember. Can't, I can't remember there's, how there's the usually, last one worked. I mean, in Pathfinder, I think at least for the spies, there it's like a disabled device check that you can do. Making the clockwork bug replay the recorded audio is a swift action, so it's like you Ooh. can just like do you activate it? Oh, and it just what? Plays it. Yeah. Oh wow. Probably sounds like an old shitty little like recording. Yeah. You know, like oh, that. that's tight. Okay. Nice. So well, then A will look at it and she'll search the little thing. From your spellcraft, you'll know how it works. Okay. Um, and you like say the command word, and it's blank. This thing is brand new. Oh. Hmm. Nice. Like Interesting. It, it, as you know, they're usually camouflaged and painted a color to like camouflage them when they get put here. This thing literally looked like it got made, got set on the shelf, and then uh, Cagman Red went mm. to shit. Oh, crazy. So, Does anyone want to hang on to this specifically? Uh, I do, if that's okay. Yeah, it could come in handy. You never know. Spy Master Salai. So, yeah, A will hand the device to Salai. She'll look at her and she'll say, Remember, I can make this invisible if need be. Oh, that actually is... That's good to know. Let's go find the other magics. Yeah, through exploring this place, everything else is, is really similar, like workshops and offices, like I said. It seems like this place is very utilitarian. All of it's being put to use. There's storage and stuff like that where you find some components. You find like some of the hydraulics and stuff to make these different things work that's like stored up here. What really catches your eye towards the tail end when you guys get to sort of the, the near the back end of this place is you actually eventually do come to a door. It's partially ajar, but on the plaque, it is labeled Commissar Zorin Mekine. Oh, what? What? Holy shit. In the gearworks. Yes, it seems, like, it seems like this is his office. Oh, Holy shit. I see. This could be it, right? No, it's possible. It's very possible. Like, we're looking for something that he made, right? Or it was his. And and setting the door ajar is a little cute. No, I'm just kidding. God damn it, Josh. <laughs> I got excited. Oh, he wanted it. Oh, yeah, my dad was looking for... I was looking for my father's doorstop. <laughs> <laughs> damn. Stop any door. Cement, it's an immovable cube. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, look, this this is Zillian's father's. Must be where he worked. You know, none of us can read that, right? Oh, uh, whoops. Yes, that's why I exclaimed it loud. No, but that's good. <laughs> uh, Percy will push open the door. Mark inside. Yeah, you push the door open, and it's interesting. Like it's it's a slightly bigger office. 
than the other ones would be. It's definitely not like a full-on workshop. There is a small work table uh, off to the right-hand side, but it's a relatively like humble office. You see there's like a, a shelf of different books. Uh, it looks very, very tidy, save for the fact that it's been sitting here and it's covered in dust and shit, but it does look like it was well taken care of. You find a, a, a myriad of different writings. You find a, a, some other blueprints and everything, but honestly, the biggest thing that catches your eye is there's a big fucking safe in the corner. Ooh, that's what? what we like to see. Uh, you know oh that shit's gosh. like trapped the fuck up. Yep. It's got to be trapped. Percy's eyes will light up and he'll just, without speaking, will rush over to the safe. Uh, and he wants to... It blows up! <laughs> he wants to inspect <laughs> it to make sure that doesn't happen. Okay. Dude, I'm only like ball sack. 25. <laughs> it does not appear to be trapped, though... You do think if you fail a, a disabled device check on this thing by more than a little, it can permanently lock itself. Oh, no. <laughs> Just put in Zillian's birthday. I'm sure that's the... It's not a combo. There you go. I'm rolling for it. Here we go. Do it. Do it. Do you have guidance, Stephanie? Guidance? Yeah. Does that apply to skills? Actually, oh, you know what? Here's here's what I will do. Sorry, duh. This, I can help with this. I'll um I'll give you my four leaf clover for this. Oh, sick. Ooh, good idea. What does that do again? Smart. Yeah, you get a luck bonus. I think it's a plus two, and you can use it on any skill check. Sick. Yeah, plus two luck bonus. I will say how okay how how long does it take to open a lock? We talked about this. Yeah, before. it depends, it on, depends the on the severity of it. Yeah. How long? Yeah, I was going to say, like, it is obviously not going to be, like, a simple lock. Um, I was going to say, like, um, you have, like, touch of good and stuff like that, but it'll only apply to one round, so mm. it, it would be longer than that. It wouldn't yeah. apply to the actual whole check, because the check happens over multiple rounds. Stephanie, did you prepare guidance? I didn't. I don't have that prepared, no. Dang it. Sorry. All right, I'm ready. Let's roll. I'm going to open this Let's shit go. right now. Let's roll. Y- you're going to get it. You got it. Fuck, I'm nervous. Natty 18, baby. <gasps> yeah. Right, okay. Let's see what that is. Yes. That is. Holy shit. It's a 42. 42? That's right, holy it shit. is. Yep. Holy shit, dude. What the heck? Why was I ever worried? I don't know. <laughs> this is crazy. So, this is one of those things you could easily miss and you could easily permanently lock itself because this is an amazing lock. It is DC 40. Oh. Oh, my God. <laughs> So Stop literally it. the four leaf clover. You're welcome. Well, then, what he would he would have got it because it was a plus two because he still would have got the forty. It was a forty two. But plus the four three. leaf clover was no. plus two. Oh, oh my god! But, but still. that's still that's still a natural. You need and a if you natural seventeen. Damn. If you would have failed by ten or more, it was going to lock itself permanently. Fuck. <gasps> nice, dude. Damn. Fuck. I'm so excited. And Percy, all he, Percy has a really big disabled device, but it's it's still only a twenty two. You know, I mean, you have to roll an 18 Jesus. or higher. Have to get disabled. It is. Yeah, he only, he only had a 15% chance. This lock was a more competent lock, and Percy would know this, than the vault you guys opened in the Union. Damn. What the fuck? So I think that was a 30 or a 35. Oh, my God. Wait, what happens? What happens? in it. So this lock is extremely intricate, and you can tell it's all completely enclosed off. You can't actually see the mechanism. It just has this, like, slot. Not even like a proper keyhole with like the circle on top and the little dash below it. It's just this weird little slot. And you start getting in there, person. You start using your your, your thieves tools and stuff and start working around and you, you realize, wait a second. You set aside like the top part of your thieves tools and you pull out your gearsmith master oh, tool. Shit. And you start using, you start like futzing with it and stuff, figure out which one works. And you watch with a whirring motion. These gears and different winches start to 
and he watches the front end of this thing just undoes itself. It like almost like unzips. This metallic opening just opens up, and sitting inside of it, what looks to be a set of armor. What? That's it. What? Percy will gently and reverently start to reach in and slide the armor out, and he like gingerly holds it up and kind of finds a spot on the table and sets it down. He's like, guys, look at this. What does it look like? It looks like armor constructed to be worn by normal humanoids, but out of gearsmith components. Interesting. Gearsmith components. Um, If you're using detect magic, it gives off strong transmutation and strong evocation. Can I uh, do a spellcraft on it? Yeah, you and A both can. Yeah. Good luck. It's so beautiful. I don't like that. Good luck. It's ominous. I mean, it's not. It's honestly, it it's not crazy. Ominous. You guys have rolled higher spellcraft DCs. Uh, what's your spellcraft day? I might. It's probably smarter for me to aid you. Yeah, just go ahead and aid me. Mine's high. I'm a plus fifteen. You're a plus twenty one. Yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. Cool. I aid you. Sweet. So that is a thirty three. Thirty three. That is sufficient. Yay. Okay. <gasps> So, All right. yes, yes, yes. This is a gearwork armor prototype. Is that a real thing? Nope. Oh, <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, it, it, it is a real thing. But you know what I mean. But I did. Is this a dwarven Gundam? Is this a? Oh, oh my no, god! It's not a mech suit. Is someone going to be a, a Gundam? So, <laughs> so this suit of plus three spell resistance thirteen light fortification field plate is composed of durable plates of dwarven steel layered over an intricate framework of gears, springs, and pistons that move with mechanical precision. A suit of gearwork armor requires a dwarven kurtazar or heart spark to function. A fully infused heart spark can theoretically provide power for centuries. If a suit of gearwork armor's heart spark runs dry, its gears grind to a halt and it imposes double its normal armor check penalty and a minus two penalty to its wearer's strength and dex scores. Donning or removing a suit of discharged gearwork armor requires 10 minutes. With a properly infused heart spark, a suit of gearwork armor can be donned or removed as a full round action that provokes attacks of opportunity. It grants the wearer a plus four enhancement bonus to both strength and constitution. And its weight does not count against the wearer's total encumbrance. Oh my God. Additionally, best phrase here on a magic item. Additionally, once per day, the wearer can discharge energy from the armor's heart spark to produce a shockwave in a 30 foot radius centered on itself. The wearer attempts a single bull rush combat maneuver check and applies the result to each creature in the affected area. That includes allies. That's tight. A creature pushed by the shockwave takes 2d6 points of sonic damage for every 5 feet it is pushed. In addition, the wave dispels magic in the area as per greater dispel magic caster level 13. What? Oh Oh my my god. God. What does this damn thing not do? (laughs) Holy shit. What is it? What is it? Buddy of bread too? Wow. That was buddy of bread. (laughs) You guys want to know how much it's worth? I do. How much? It's worth 80,000 gold. (laughs) <laughs> That's so great. I, I don't think you should. I probably think you should probably shouldn't sell. No, no, this is fucking sick as it is. Who could use it? Yeah, what kind of armor did you say it was? At the very it's end? field plate. It's similar to full plate. It's not quite as good as Damn. full plate, but it's almost as good as full pl- full plate. I can't wear it. <sighs> That's heavy armor. I can't wear it either. That sucks. I don't think I can either. 
mean, I'm going to be honest. I built this thing a long time ago thinking it would go to Orin. So we'll just have to wait until he's Damn. back. So. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. That's tight. I think it's the most valuable item you guys have. Yeah. So, And I'll, I will say, it's a prototype. It's literally one of a kind. Wow. One of a kind. Shit. <laughs> one of a kind. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're fucking <laughs> saving that. Okay, that's yeah, nuts, maybe, dude. Maybe tie it up and strap it to a pack or something like that. You don't have any room in I the bag. I wish I could wear it. Fuck. You could technically wear it. You just take a penalty to a bunch of shit. Yeah, no, it slows me down. You gotta be nimble. I will nimble, say baby. there is not a heart spark in this. There is a place for one, but there is not <sighs> a heart spark. I get another one. It looks like it would be sized for one of the ones from the smaller constructs. Oh, nice. the, the one you have in your hand, Percy, you go to put it in, and it's like way oh, too cool. Cool. So we just need okay, to feel one yeah. of those, those little sprider right. And guys. it says, and as I said, it, it says like a fully charged one would like work for centuries, which makes sense if A conveys that stuff, why those things are still running. Cool. Damn. That's insane. <sighs> yeah, wow. Blown away. Yeah. Part of me was like, man, I don't want to put it behind a DC-40 lock. I want him to have it. It'll be fun. But I was like, no, we you have to earn it. this. It's an 80,000 gold thing. You have yes. to fucking earn it. And you guys it's a, did. It's access plus three life fortification field plate. It's no, it's a suit of plus three spell resistance 13 light fortification <laughs> field plate. And it gives you a plus four to strength and con. Oh my god. That Damn. honestly makes it feel even more special that we were able to get yeah. it. You know? Yeah. I feel like we earned it. Thanks, Josh. We earned it. Yeah. DC 40. Good job, Foz. When have I ever said DC 40 before? I don't think maybe Never. maybe once. Ever. <laughs> maybe once. That's great. That's crazy. So one cool thing about this armor, guys, is that ability where uh, you can like discharge some of the energy from the heart spark and like do a bunch of bull rush maneuvers. The cool thing about that, you didn't get to see it because it wasn't ideal when you were fighting it, but that's the same ability the Gearwork Guardian could. Oh. It has that same ability. Oh. It's just cool. a smaller version of it. That's sick. So Very why didn't, interesting. Why didn't we get to see it? Because um, it was more advantageous for me to smack the shit out of you guys with a big hammer and a big axe. Mm. That's right. Not because we killed it too fast. <laughs> uh, well, I'll be honest. The Very fortunately, the casters stayed just on the edge of 30 feet the whole fucking time. So my We're goal learning. was like, as soon as everyone's within 30 We're feet, as soon as they're within 30 feet, I'm unloading the oscillating burst. I can like dispel magic and do a bull rush, which is cool. That's so sick. Uh, other than that, if you guys search around in here, you can find a, a number of uh, different uh, writings. Uh, you do see uh, what looks to be like a, a, a tome that's open on Zorin's desk that has like a quill just like sat, like it just got put down on top of it. Percy will definitely be interested in that uh, and take a gander. Yeah. So as you begin to read this, it looks like this is like a journal, nice. a personal journal. And you can see the the last entry that was open where the quill is set down. You can even see there looks to be like a splotch of ink, maybe that just kind of flowed out of the quill when it was left on the page. It looks like it was just set there. The last entry is for August 9th of the year 276 AC, Age of the Commonwealth. Nice. Which is 307 years ago. How many? Oh. Years ago, sir. 307 years ago. Whoa. So it's 583 right now. It's 583 currently. It is, uh, do I know the exact date? Uh, no, I don't know specifically at this point. Shit. Um, it's early May. I will say that it's early May. It's in the first like week of May. I don't, I have to figure it out exactly, but I know close. That's early May. But yeah, August 9th of the year 276. Okay. <laughs> you can tell right off the bat that the handwriting here is like written frantically, it's written very rapidly. And it says, the soldiers have overwhelmed our forces on two fronts. 
unexpectedly, the Ardish were able to infiltrate the lower reaches through the underdocks. It seems they got one of our ships. Myself and the rest of the Higher Council has decided that we have no choice but to overload the Forge Heart and seal as many dwarves as we can behind the seal doors in hopes that they'll make it. I myself will carry out the task, and I know it will be the end of me. I hope that someday a dwarf finds this. I hope that my boy finds this. But if you're reading this, I'm long dead, and my people are long gone. Know that we were not aggressors in this fight, and know that our people died defending their homeland from an invading Imperial force. And it's just signed, Zorin Mackay. Fuck, dude. Oh my god. We better really happen. Yeah. Did they kill themselves? No, he like sacrificed himself to save all to like seal all those dwarves away. He said they they basically they sealed the dwarves away and they he he overloaded something called the forge heart. If anybody has knowledge religion, you can uh, roll knowledge religion. Oh yeah, please. Oh, I want to do that. Yeah. Oh, I have that. I have that too. What is your modifier? It's not good. Okay, mine is so aid me. All right. Behind closed doors. Hopefully that's where we can find him. <laughs> Natural I 19. I okay, I let's hate. do some math here. Uh, you know, I'm not good at that. 36. 36. Yes, what immediately comes to mind when, you know, if Percy reads this out loud, when you hear Forge Heart, at first you're like, wait, what? Because the Forge Heart is literally an area of heaven that Torag presides over. Interesting. Like the literal plane of heaven. Damn. It's like his realm. And he was talking about in that, in there, it says... No, he said, I, uh, we have decided to overload the forge, forge heart. Yeah, and seal as many doors behind the doors. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's a little bit weird. He's talking about the forge heart. That's Torag's divine realm. Like in the sky? Like heaven? Yeah. Maybe they named the mechanism after him? Yeah, they must have. That makes sense. Is heaven full of radiation, too? I hope not. (laughs) You think you're going there? I don't want to. (laughs) I really, 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 really hope I don't end up in heaven. Well, stick with me, friend. (laughs) I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, I think that must be where Zorin would be. If that's where he made his final stand in the the full chart, but how do we know where to find it? We can ask those other dwarves. They they might know. You don't think it was that giant forge-like thing in the center of town that took up, like, an entire artist city block? It definitely could be. Uh, you guys know that was called the Freehammer's Forge. Oh, yeah. You learned that. It was written in, in Dwarvish. But it might be near there. True. Well, I hate to be this GM, but you guys did say you were going to explore this whole place, so, uh, it's actually, uh, right over here. <laughs> what? Nice. The, gear the thing that I thought was a pool. Oh, that's good. Oh shit, that's right there. I was like, it's yes. A I, I hate. I, I just at this point with how much we're exploring, I'm not going to beat around the bush with this. Like you guys said, we're going to explore, and if you guys eventually walk literally around the corner from Zorin's office, you come to like this like doorway. It's like there's a little alcove and a, and a big, humongous doorway, and this door looks to be the same kind of door that you saw back at Felcombe and the door that has sealed the do- the dwarves inside here in Kaglingrad. <gasps> mm. And you can see on the actual door is this massive angular carved mechanical like fist essentially. And it looks like it's it's like 
almost embedded itself into the door, locking it in place. As if these fingers go through five individual holes in the door and grip it closed. So what? We can't get in. Uh, do you want to roll perception? Use your gloves. You wanna, yeah. You want to you wanna roll something for it? Yeah, I'll do a perception check to start. Dude, garbage. Uh, 23. 23. Yeah, I mean, you don't see any way that you can think to how to open this. Something you do notice, though, over to the right-hand side of the door. There seems to be this odd-looking mechanical device. It's kind of coming up from the floor. Uh, it almost looks like it's been kind of broken and pieces of it have been scattered to the grounds. What you see on the floor is this dull kind of metallic ring with an old cracked gem. Looks a lot like the heart sparks uh, at the center of it. And it looks like it's broken. And it's sitting next to this oddly bent metal pillar that has these like almost these like teeth along the side. Not not teeth in the sense of like literally dentures, but like looks almost like like geared teeth. Right. Does that yeah. make sense? Like it has little, uh, little ridges in it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Along the sides of it. And it's bent at a really odd 30 degree angle. And it looks like broken. It looks it looks honestly like deliberate. And this metal pillar looks like it comes out of the ground and there's like a little port as if this thing could slot down into the ground at some point. But it looks broken. That must oh. have been like the mechanism that like opens and closes the doors. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. Percy will walk up to the pieces and start to pick them up and examine them. Uh, am I able to pop the broken gemstone out of the ring? Yeah. Yeah, it comes out. Okay, he'll pop that out and throw that broken gem on the ground. And can he inspect the the uh, post that's coming out with the teeth to see if there's a way that it could be repaired possibly? Yeah, go ahead and roll a knowledge engineering. Plus five for this? Sure. Okay, that is a 35. Nice. Yeah, this looks like the, the, the heart spark you popped out of it looks to be like the larger ones. You know, the one you have yeah. currently that is charged. It looks like this ring is supposed to be attached to the top of this pillar, but it's been like sheared off. It's been broken. It's like jagged. You could probably take the ring and there's like a little base to the ring itself and you could probably line it up to where it attaches and see like, oh, this metal lines up properly, yeah. but it is completely broken. And the post itself looked like it had some kind of hammer taken to it. You can even see on the opposite end from where it's bent away, you can see some of the mechanical teeth are like dented and chipped as if it's like something somebody or something smacked the shit out of this multiple times to basically bend the pillar in a manner where it couldn't fully re- it could never fully recede back into the floor oh my god but Jeez. from your with your 35 you can kind of put together that if this was fixed and you had a fully charged heart spark this me- mechanism powers this door and could allow you to open it if you had the requisite ability to open it. Interesting. Do, does Percy feel like he's at... What level of expertise does he feel at? Feel like compared to what this would take? You don't think you could fix this? Okay, I would need help. Yes. Guys, I, I don't think I could repair this on my own. I, I think it might be good to solicit the help of the, the other dwarves. Once we free them, that is. But we'll probably have to get another hot spark to, to power it to open the door itself. <sighs> Shit. I mean, whatever we need to do to help, right? Yeah. I mean, we got one, right? Is this the door that's 
keeping all of them in there? Or do you think this is another door? I don't know if this would power and unlock all the doors. It might just be this one. Well, I believe based on what I read, it seems that maybe this is the door that leads down to a place that could unlock all the doors. I don't know. Well, he mentioned he went down and overloaded the forge heart to seal as many dwarves behind the doors, right? If we're in the forge heart, then this is where he came to seal everyone in. I would think that this would control all of them, but I don't know. Maybe we should just go talk to the dwarves and find out from them. They'll probably know better than we do. Yeah, you're right. Not a bad idea. All right. Well, there's nothing really else we can do here, I don't think. So maybe... We either explore a little more or we can go see the dwarves now. What do you guys think? <sighs> I think we should go find them. They've, I'm, they've been in there long enough. Elgroth, you okay with that? Yeah, I feel kind of bad now. Me too. Yeah. All right. Let's at least let them stretch their legs before we rob them blind, huh? Right. All right. Well, let's head over. Yeah. Go ahead and roll a fortitude save. Yeah. Right. Oh man. <laughs> Fuck. Wow. Natural twenty. Nice. Nice. Whoa. All right. Well, Salai passes. Uh, a. A got a natural nineteen. That's a pass. Percy. Twenty six. Pass. Elgaroth. Twenty one. Pass. Nice. And Isla. Twenty seven. Pass. Everybody passes. Whee! So everybody just takes. One point of Condrain and one point of strength damage, except if you're Isla because she has her ring of inner fortitude. Because I have my ring my boyfriend gave me. Yeah, I think I think I mentioned this at the start of the show, but just so we have it officially during gameplay, um, the clean thistle, the armagren as it's called in Dwarvish, uh, white pine, chewing it or drinking the tea of it will will basically cause you to auto succeed on your first radiation check for the day and only the first after it's consumed. It's like a free, it's a free check. You automatically succeed, and you do not suffer any effects. So you don't even, like, you don't get even the the, the one Conjure and one strength damage, that kind of stuff. You just automatically pass it. You are immune. Sick. Yeah, as you guys are exiting, go ahead and roll one last perception check. Okay. Ooh, okay. I hate Percy. <laughs> wow. Uh, go ahead and call them out, guys. Uh, 23. 15. 13. 15. And uh, Elgroth, you aided Percy. Yeah, Percy, as you're exiting, something catches your eye. The Kira Guardian's gone. No, I'm kidding. Oh, um, shit. Uh, oh no. Yeah. You notice something on the way out. Over on a little table, sequestered off in a corner in a workspace, like not in an office, not in like a particular workshop. It's just as if somebody was working on this over in the corner. You see this weird little device. It just like catches your eye. Like it, it kind of doesn't like necessarily stand out in any kind of really meaningful way from the other stuff, but you notice just this interesting little contraption that's a little bit different than the other stuff you've seen. Okay. Percy, uh, he'll put a hand up as we're starting to walk towards the exit. And Hold on one second. <laughs> and he'll walk over. Yeah, you walk over to this little table and you see this strange device. It looks like it's, it's like very like haphazardly kind of strapped to this wooden table that it's on and it looks like almost like a piston if you think of like a like like a piston like this big cylinder and if you look at the end of it there seems to be this smaller almost like chisel on the end of this piston it's probably about an inch wide cylinder on the end of this piston 
and it has a crank on the right-hand side of it. All of it's made from similar components to the gearwork stuff you've seen. And sitting next to it seems to be another little leather booklet of what looks like chisels, similar to that you found earlier. Um, you found like a whole set of like masterwork sculpting tools yeah. think, like a few episodes ago. And if you open that up, they, they look like chisels to start. But if you look at them, they're actually tipped with what looks to be like a reddish gemstone. And each of them have an intricate and different looking end to them. What? And sitting to the left side of the table, what looks to be like a dwarven axe just sitting there on the left hand side. Like a dwarven war axe? It is specifically a dwarven war axe. Sure. Yeah. You know, if you inspect it a bit, you can pull the little chiseled tip out of the machine currently. And if you look at it, it has this intricate little runic design on the end of it. And it's it's made out of this like reddish gemstone. And it looks like you can swap out different tips. Is this for like a, yeah, it's almost like a, a jackhammer for different types of ore or material? You don't know. It doesn't necessarily look like it's powered. It, it's, a, it's, it's a crank. It's got like a handle crank on the right-hand side. Like you could just... Right, so it could be hand... Like a jack-in-the-box. Like a jack-in-the-box. Okay, can I roll uh, engineering to see how it might work? How I could work it? Sure. You sure you don't want to just crank it? Sure. Just crank it. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Chris, you'll start to crank it. Sure. Okay. <laughs> so you put your hand on this, you know, this little crank on the right-hand side and begin to to rotate it. It rotates clockwise if you're looking at it from the right-hand mm-hmm. side, kind of like how a jack-in-the-box does. And it begins to make this noise. And you watch as you do it. You look very closely. You can see there's a mechanism on the inside that seems to be rotating and spinning. And you're watching very slightly. This piston is slowly moving upward, very slowly, like millimeter by millimeter. And over time, just And you crank it for like a minute, and it continues until suddenly, boom, the piston just slams into the table and shatters the table this thing is on. The axe goes flying, the chisels go flying, and you can see in the table, there is this like runic indentation that has been slammed into the table. And this device comes tumbling down. It broke the whole table it was sitting on, but uh, it seems to stamp things. What the f- what? Can I look in the table to see what the... What, did it destroy it so I can't see the, the imprint that it might have made? No, you can see it in the wood. Roll a perception check. Is it a wood table? Yeah, it's sitting on like an old shitty wood table. Like this thing was like a weird random project that never really got to see the light of day. 25. 25, yeah. You look at the indentation. It's this intricate little rune and something you notice. The exact same rune has been punched into the metal of this dwarven war axe. Oh, sick. Uh, do I know anything about the rune? Can I read the rune or does it make any sense? It doesn't to seem me? to make any, like, it's not like a lingual yeah, thing. It doesn't like, say symbol. anything in a language or in a word. It might be like a letter, but it's not anything that's like standard right. to you. Um, crazy. Uh, well, Percy will pick up the war axe and show it to his friends. He's like, guys, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. Um, I think this was for some of the smiths to maybe imprint their different symbols on, on you know, what smith made what, uh, I think. But is this thing magical, this axe? Detect magic? There's only two people that can tell the group that. Oh, shit. Well, God, I thought, he, <laughs> you, guys I thought you were no longer allowed to play casters. <laughs> yeah, next campaign, you're both playing fighters. Damn. <laughs> What's it's okay. I, I never remembered that shit either, so I wouldn't. 
Hey guys, is there anybody that can tell if this is magical at all? No. I'm detecting magic. Uh, I detected magic. <laughs> Shame. Mm-hmm. I use detect magic. There we go. Uh, it is magical. I will just tell you guys that from what you can tell, this is just a plus one dwarven war axe. Cool. Can I do a spellcraft? Sure. Spellcraft. Uh, I'm going to aid you, A. So let's just do that. Sounds good. I aid you. All right. That is a 19 <sighs> plus 21 plus the two that you gave me. So a whole bunch. 42. It is a plus one. Dwarven Warhouse. <laughs> I was waiting for this. Um, is anyone trained in linguistics? I am. I also am. You can roll that. I am not. I have two ranks. I have one. Uh, I'll aid somebody if they have a better one than me. I have a plus four. So I might. Hi. I have it. I have a plus six. I'm aiding you. And I do. Okay, let me roll. Oh, shit. Okie dokie. I rolled a 12 plus six plus two, 20. I got a 20 as well. Wow. Okay. Nice. So, once again, this is just a regular plus one Dwarven War Axe. Doesn't seem anything special. But as Salai and Percy inspect it a bit more, something you notice about this rune. It's not specifically magical. This depression that's been made by this machine. This stamp. Almost like a trademark in some ways. Kind of like you said, Foz. Not specifically magical. But from your linguistics, you can tell... That this is some kind of older sort of enchantment. It's something a little more esoteric, something that maybe the dwarves did in antiquity with their weapons before they became like great mages. Because they are, while elves are thought of as the great mages, the dwarves as casters are still, you know, they rival the elves in many ways. With your 20, both of you, it's really weird. It seems like this rune being on this weapon, when this weapon is wielded, it imbues its wielder with a special feature, we'll say that. It imbues them with a special ability that they wouldn't normally have access to. What that means, um, and I won't give you too many details on this because you guys didn't actually roll that high, it seems like if you wield this axe, you were just considered of having power attack. Nice. It Uh, gives you a feat. What? Are you serious? While you wield. That's dick. That is really cool. That's cool. God. Uh, Seems like these this shit. machine is able to uh, imbue some kind of special um, feature to uh, to weapons when they're wielded. All right. Well, Percy will uh, draw his short sword and start to crank it up again. Hot damn, dude! Okay, you wanna you wanna do that with your short sure. sword? Okay, you go for it. You crank it up. Tick, 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 tick. Goes for like a whole minute, and then. This thing slams down. It's on the floor. So it's not latched down. The machine goes flying across the room from the momentum. And it's a glancing blow on your short sword. And it just puts a huge chip. Oh, no. Oh, so um, I'm going to consider your short sword as having the broken condition. Perfect. You know how this shit works? It's all right. I did so well with my short sword in that last fight. So (laughs) true. But yeah, the contraption's probably it's probably like, um, Two feet tall, a foot square. What the heck? That's probably probably expensive. Oh, my God. He's Louise. Shannon is monetizing everything. I just don't know how we're supposed to get it out of here. (laughs) Maybe have to swap it out for some of the money. Oh, my God. We're just leaving. Let's just go. (laughs) How big is it? We need to get out of there. It's probably about two feet tall, and it's about a foot square, like the base. 
Mm-hmm. And it has a, like the, the set of chisels, which you will have to search around and find them all now. Okay. I guess, yeah. First, you'll spend some time picking up the pieces, and then he'll ask the group, guys, this thing is pretty cool. I think it could be useful in the future, maybe with the help of Zillion. Should we replace some of the ingots in the bag and put this in there instead? I'm okay with that if everyone else is. Sounds good to me. Uh, I'm pretty sure I got room in here. He like fiddles through his bag and uh, holds it open. I will say this for ease of this. We don't have to waste time on the episode doing this. You can put this thing in one of the pouches, but you're the bag of holding and the, the haversack are topped off from the union money. The kind of random shit you found today and this machine. You guys are filled up after this. Cool. What do I write down? Um, well, now that you guys have decided to take it, I didn't want to influence you at all, but this, you can call it, <laughs> um, call it rune stamping machine. This was something I developed with the Hierarch patrons. Yeah. Whoa. yeah, we've been waiting for this to come around. So, uh, Thanks, Hierarch. Wow. Hell yeah, that's sick, guys. Oh my god, think of what all the other runes can do. I, I know, that's exactly <laughs> oh what I was just going to say. Like, what other feats are there? I know. You're not sure what it exactly does at this point. You might need to talk to somebody who's better. That's so Later sick. on. Um, we also, we we came up with the colloquial term for it, the rune wallop. Nice. The rune nice. wallop? That, yeah, rune wallop. R-U-N-E-W-A-L-L-O-P. Sounds like rune a wallop. fallout name for a weapon or it something. Yeah. Or sure. rune stamping machine, you can call it that too. Hell yeah. That's amazing. Good shit, guys. Yeah, that's awesome. Awesome. I can't wait to use that at some point. Well, what now? Back to the seal doors to speak with Olney? Yes. Yes, indeed. Here we go. Okay. Well, you all make your way, begin to head back towards where you know is the entrance to Kaglingrad. Actually, if you guys happen to, you know, maybe you take a little different route up here, you... You end up exploring just a, maybe, maybe you go through a different area to go back to the stairs. And, uh, something that catches your eye on the way back to the dwarves, right over here, you guys actually see on your left hand side as you're going back towards the main quarter, you actually know from what Olney said, you guys are in the, what's called the Anvil Quarter currently in Kaglingrad. Over there on the left hand side, you see this massive statue. Now, at first, when you guys are walking past, you probably just assume it's another statue of Torah. Just another statue dedicated to, you know, the, the big daddy here in Dwarf Town. But what you actually notice is something very different. Doesn't seem like religious iconography at all. What? What you're looking at is a statue of six dwarven figures. All of them are standing on what looks to be a dais with an etching onto the top of it. The etching looks like a closed fist, five-fingered closed fist, angular in its creation with like essentially not really like a sunrise behind it, but like almost like a sunburst behind it in a sense, all carved into the floor. And each of these six dwarves is fashioned in a different manner. One of them is holding a pick above their head with an anvil tucked under their left arm. Another is cloaked and hooded in a manner where you can't see the face, you just see the jut of a beard sticking out, and it's holding an angular staff. Another one is holding a surveyor's sextant and a tome. Another one is holding a raised fist with a farming sickle down at its side. And the final one is holding what looks to be a gear in one hand, and what's fashioned to look like a glowing stone in their other. Wow. Dang. 
how big is this thing? Um, it's just a large, probably each dwarf is probably 10 feet tall. Whoa. You're generous. <laughs> um, hmm. And you said there's no, there's no writing. There's no writing on it. It's just a statue. Uh, knowledge religion. Well, you said it wasn't religious iconography, right? Maybe history. history? Oh, I have history. 23 history. I got a 32 history. Ooh. 32. Oh, my. She knows all the history. Yeah, the problem is there's no books about this. I mean, there's uh, no, there's not a whole lot of knowledge about Kaglum Grad. Um, I will say this, Salai, you're able to put some context clues together. You don't know specific information, but from what you can tell, each of these dwarves seems to represent one of the guilds of the city. Mm -hmm. Nice. Ooh, who's the shadowy guy? Thieves Guild. Ah. Well, it has a staff in its hands. It's a mage. Or it's an old lady. Maybe there's an old lady's guy. Uh, Could be. Do I know, uh, based on my conversations with Zillion, if Zorin was the head of the Gearworks or like the Gear Gear Guild? Zillion hasn't really talked to you much about it. Um, you do know, based off of your interactions with Olni and some of the writings on the office of Zorin, he was called Head Commissar. That's right. And is the statue good enough to where like there might be some resemblance to to Zillion? No, no, there's no none of the none of the dwarves are like very specific in the face. Oh, it's like it's very much taken a deliberate like a very generic I and see. not detailed. It's like kind of artistic just to represent the yeah. guilds, not a not a specific person. Right. It's also like they're like they're just ambiguous yeah. in every way, you know. Okay. These are cool. I like this. Absolutely. Do we want to do anything before with these statues before we move on? Let's go ask the dwarves what these statues are. Yeah, we could ask them. They might know. Put them in your bag of holding. We Great. can't do that. Oh, but they're really, really valuable, and they're super awesome magic items. They make you level twenty. What the fuck? I wish. Let's go sell this. I wish town. we had iPhones where we could just like take a photo, snap a pic. Yeah. Anyway, with that, you guys head back towards the seal doors near the front of Caglumgrad, back to this weird like rhomboid looking slot in the door. This diamond that's been cut into the door. Uh, what do you guys do? Uh, Percy will kind of stop before we get too close to the door. He'll turn to the group and be like, uh, was it you, Salai? Do you have, do you have that necklace we found that? Yeah. The, the pocket watch. Oh, that's right. Pocket watch. Yes. I have it right here. Do you think we should give it as a gift? I think it might belong to... Only, yeah. It might be the same one. We should at least check. If it is his, I'm sure he would want it. It's a good idea. It might be nice. All right, well, just uh, you can give it to him whenever you feel like it's uh, natural. All right, here we go. Let's do it. Hello. We're back. <laughs> do you walk all the way up to the door? Yeah, and he puts his mouth in the hole and... Hello. You walk up and you do hear like a... They're like, wait, wait oh, hold up. Here in Dwarvis shouting out at you. It's me, Percival Newcomb. Yeah, I, I know. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go get the alderman. Just, just don't Jeez. move. Don't do anything. Don't do anything stupid. Fuck. Okay. Guacamole. All shouted in. <laughs> and you guys once again hear this like kind of grinding sound, almost like this very faint, almost like approaching from the other side of the door. This, this very large stone door. And a moment later, Percy, if you're kind of standing there looking in the hole, you see once again this kind of you know dark bearded sort of grizzled face with the the bright violet eyes this was the, the dwarf you were talking to before only i lied you made it back 
Yes. You got something for me? Yes, two things, actually. And Percy will turn to Salai. You want to slide it down there? Um, yeah. We found this while we were walking around. I hope it's a Kurdizar. Well, we, we got... Wait, what? The, the core, that spark. Yes, we got that too. Good. Just roll it through. All right. You want to do the core first or the pocket wash first? I'm confused. Dang. Uh, I don't think we should. I, they asked for the core. I don't think we should slide the watch through the th- hole. We should probably like, wait till it, we can give it to him till the door. Handed. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Slide that core <laughs> through the door. Percy slides <laughs> it in the door. All right. You take this large bocce ball esque. Oh, boy. <laughs> <Jeb>. <laughs> And you, you set it down and you roll it. You watch. You guys can see the faint red illumination, like, illuminates the hole. And, Percy, you see the hand, like, very quickly as it gets to the end, like, reaches out towards it. And you hear uh, more of this kind of strange grinding noise that you're not used to. And you guys wait several minutes. You hear some some different, like, interactions happening behind the door. Um, there are conversations in Dwarvish. Um, it seems like only is talking to what seems to be a very, very old dwarf. That seems to know quite a bit about these gearwork mechanisms. Oh. Um, and it's a very difficult conversation because uh, you guys ever spoken to somebody that's just fucking ancient? Someone that was like in their heyday, their mind was so fucking sharp and they're just old as shit now. And you really got to drag it out of them to get information yeah. or talk to them. That's what's currently happening in Percy. It's, it's almost amusing. And you can hear, like, only is really patient with them, but you can tell there's a little bit of uh, hurriedness happening. And eventually you hear this very strange little followed by a and everything just goes dead silent. You hear no noise from the opposite side of the door. All of you can hear every breath you take. Until with a sudden lurch, quaking the ground around you as you watch detritus and dust fall down from the ceilings. You watch as the doors move about six inches inward and slowly but surely slide open, making way for what's about a 20-foot hallway into this area. You can feel this immediate onslaught of this fungal smell coming out of this door and you can see gathered around in this opening kind of in like a a semicircle shape kind of away from you guys are a couple hundred dwarven eyes looking at you all bright violet you see a youngish looking dwarf holding some kind of crossbow and you see standing off to his right is a young dwarvish woman with a shock of red hair and off to her right is a dwarf sitting in what looks to be some kind of mechanical wheeled chair. Whoa. And we'll pick up there in episode 69. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God, there are so many of them. They invented wheelchairs. <laughs> That's awesome.
One mechanic down, 10 million to go. 